0: all right everybody welcome back this is new and nerdworthy coming back at you after a little bit of real life hiatus real life gets in the way ian starts a new job has to travel up north to see the buckeyes you know all those things uh this is ian
1: this is tanner we appreciate you guys bearing with us we had grand uh grand plans of doing a show together on uh in person on Saturday night but uh, due to some unfortunate circumstances, both uh, at the the game we attended and with our voices uh, we couldn't accommodate that so even the best laid plans uh, can go awry sometimes so yeah I don't think they voice. would have
0: even been able to understand us. No it no, no. would have sounded like two very different people.
1: My voice is still kind of cracking a little bit so if it happens I apologize uh <laughs> you know it, but it's gonna happen. so welcome back. we're gonna jump right in. Uh obviously the big news while we were gone is that uh Shang-Chi released and you know what an absolute release uh we got from from Marvel here uh and I'm going to let you it. Yeah, I'm going to let you kick it off with your score cuz I'm going I'm about to do something that I'm not sure that I've ever done uh or at least not, I'm not I know I've never done it on the podcast. I'm not sure that I've done it, you know, just personally
0: either. Um, well, so- you know, and it, it is going to be a rare thing, right? My, my score is a little bit lower than Tanner's, um, but that is not to say that this movie had almost any, There, I mean, there's almost nothing wrong, in my opinion, with this movie whatsoever. Uh, but just as a reminder, this is just a spoiler-free review. We're going to talk about our scores. We're going to talk about uh, its box office success. Uh, but we're going to leave the nitty gritty of it to a deep dive on Shang-Chi uh, later this week. Uh, we're going to record that here in a few days and release it hopefully by the end of the week. Um, so yeah, like Tanner said, I'll just jump right in. I'm giving this movie a 9.6 out of 10. Um, I don't believe it is the best uh, single character property and I'm including like Guardians of the Galaxy in a single character property um, just because you know it's it's not a team up movie in the sense of like Civil War or any of the Avengers films. but I do believe wholeheartedly that this is far in a way the best origin story that they've ever done. Um, I think that it is better than Guardians of the Galaxy. And it is better than the original Iron Man, which are the two highest origins, ranked origin stories for me, followed closely by First Avenger and Black Panther. Um, but, I, you know, 9.6, I'll get into what that minuscule point four is taken off for in the deep dive, probably. Um, there were a, a couple moments where the CGI was a little iffy, but that really doesn't take away from the story whatsoever um simu absolutely kills the character of uh shang chi um but i think the real highlight of the movie and you know this doesn't spoil anything for the real highlight to the movie though was not just aquafina but her character and the way that character was handled in the movie um I think that, that is an excellent highlight besides all of the cultural highlights that were, that are just, that just flood this movie and, and it turns it into a real event, um, similar to the, to black Panther in a way. Um, but yeah, you know what? I don't want to spoil too much, so I won't say too much more. I'm giving it a 9.6 out of 10. Um, I think the only standalone movies I think I would rank ahead of it are Thor Ragnarok and winter soldier. um, and it's not by much. I mean, they're they're barely squeaking by there. I'll hand it over to Tanner. Like I said, if I, I find, mm. if I keep talking, I'm going to end up spoiling something, and I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> so, I have I've seen the movie twice,
0: and sci. By the way,
1: so the one thing that I always try to keep in mind when I'm scoring movies is, if I had to pick between X movie and Y movie. What movie am I picking to watch? You know, there is not another Marvel movie for me that I think I would pick over Shang-Chi. So with that in mind, I'm giving it a solid 10. I thought and I thought and I dug and I tried to come up with something that I didn't like, something something that was negative. There's one maybe small aspect that we could talk about um, and the deep dive that you know, I, I know some people have had some issues with, but to me, it was such a minuscule, stupid. Like I don't care. Like in in terms of the overall context of the movie, that it had no impact on me. Um, visually, I thought it was beautiful. I mean the, choreo- yes. the the choreography is unlike anything we've seen. The the culture immersion is unlike anything we've seen. Like yes. it took. It took what Black Panther did exceptionally well and turned it up about twelve notches.
0: It really um, did in
1: terms of like cultural immersion. Um, I love that they, you know, this isn't a spoiler, but uh, they do lean into you know some the character speaking Mandarin.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I think and that's really, one of the highlights.
1: Yeah, it wasn't like you know one of these pull the punches. Everything's got to be in English. You know, you are going to have to read for a part of this movie. That's not a spoiler. So, like, I, I, and it, it felt so natural that. Yeah it was the perfect way to really immerse people in into this culture into this movie. I thought some of the I mean again the the things that they did with some of the CGI especially towards the end of the movie mm-hmm. unbelievable the story yeah, was uh, great well, absolutely you know uh, uh, when Wu is mm-hmm. is the real NVP. You know that's you know in terms of that that acting job and and that character development, um, mm-hmm. and we'll get into it more. Obviously, I don't want to spoil anything, so I just don't. I wanted to find some reason not to, but I don't have mm-hmm. a reason not to give it a ten. And yeah, and 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 you know, I just can't justify. Like I couldn't get on our deep dive on Thursday and justify taking off point two or point one. So yeah. I'm not gonna. Um, and, and, and you know what, you know, this is the perfect for me. The one thing that I struggled with, as we talked about with black widow, is it kind of takes you out of where we are in the MCU. Right. And this really felt like the first step in a new phase and a yes. new characters. Yes. And, and, and they push the boundaries to a place that they, I, to me, haven't really done, uh, in, in any of the movies so far. So, uh, with that being said, so, I'm going to leave it there.
0: Yeah, for one, and you know, this doesn't spoil anything. Just based off of Tanner's point there about it feeling like a new first step, I think one of the things that makes this especially like, well, like what I said in terms of uh, like an origin story being the best origin story, which I think it is. Um, yes, it feels like a new jumping-off point for the MCU. Right, it feels like. It fits within the MCU, but I think this is one of the first ones that they've ever introduced that doesn't kind of cram the universe down your throat. And the universe yeah, we're talking about, not the Shang-Chi universe, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe that encompasses everything. You know, I would agree. You can think about even some of the best ones that they've ever done, right? Like Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got Thanos kind of shoved in there when, you know, arguably the movie might have been better if you never had that scene with Josh Brolin's Thanos in it. Uh, and there are other instances in other single character films that the MCU has had where things that are happening in the greater MCU kind of feel shoehorned in to us, to the story where they don't necessarily fit. And this movie does not do that whatsoever. Yeah, there it's are nods the- to other things there, are, you know, they throw, they call, they call back to other things. Right. Uh, but, you know, they do all of that stuff, but it all feels so supremely natural to the story.
1: Yeah. To me, it's like the antithesis of Captain Marvel and Black Widow. Yes. Right. Like where Captain Marvel very clearly just shoved in the Tesseract and then, Uh you know, had to make everything revolve around that. And then Widow was like, how do we connect this all? So everybody knows when this is taking place. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and explaining off some of the, the other concepts that were introduced in other movies. This movie does not do that. And I, and I loved every second of it.
0: And, and, you know, there, there are a, a number of characters in this film that we haven't even begun to talk about that we'll talk about in the deep dive, like, um, uh, Ling's, the character, his, uh, shang sister, phenomenally hand phenomenally well done. Um, incredible actress. I'd never heard of her before, but I can't wait to see more of her. Um, you know, w- we'll dive into that more in the deep dive. All I can say is, I know that Destin Daniel Cretton, the director and Chloe Zhao are like extremely good friends in real life. So hopefully the, what we just saw in Shang-Chi carries over to November and we get something like this from Chloe Zhao in, in Eternals because they, this was not the MCU film of this year that I was expecting to be the best one, but it's shaping up to possibly be the best one. And that includes Black Widow, Eternals, and No Way Home. So that's that. That's how good this movie is.
1: Yeah, and, and to your point, uh, Chloe Shao not only has high expectations, but she has a big thank you uh, to give out uh, to Mr. Crittenden because yeah. without what this movie did at the box office, there's no chance we get Eternals in November.
0: There's you know, no we've chance. We've taken like 2 weeks off and we're already killing the transitions. Boom, you're welcome. Killing back. it. So, Killed yeah, it. let's
1: let's talk about the box office, okay? So again, <clears throat> we have to keep in mind these aren't going to be your pre-pandemic Marvel numbers, right? Like it's just not realistic, everybody understands that. Again, from what we understand, uh, this uh, Shang-Chi is going to be similar to what they do with Eternals. It's going to be 45 days in theaters, and then it's going to turn around and come on Disney+. Plus. So your your money-making opportunity on in the theaters is reduced because you're going to catch up uh, on some of the video on demand that you're going to pick up on Disney+. Plus. So right. they've accepted that reality. This is where we are. Fine. However, everybody that thought this movie was going to flop is entirely wrong. Yes. Ninety, I think it ended up like ninety-four million. I think yeah, Uh, yeah. it was the end end result. I know it was over ninety million on the opening weekend, which is a huge number. Um, It is. Last time I checked, it was the record for Labor Day. Right?
0: Yes, it Um, was by a lot.
1: By a lot. So again, you're not in your traditional big money, uh, you know, release windows, and this still makes ninety plus million dollars, and currently. You know, last weekend, which would have been um, uh, the weekend of September 11th, uh, stayed at number one with another 35 million domestically. Right. Uh, and so this movie is cruising at the box office, and we'll talk about it uh, as it relates to a couple other properties. But uh, because of this, we now know mm-hmm. Eternals is confirmed uh, to be a theater only release. Right, uh, they're going to do the similar 45 day window and then we'll talk about this in a little bit, but Venom also got pushed up because of the numbers that Shang-Chi's doing. Yep. Um, so everybody in the world can thank Marvel, um, and they can thank uh, Simu and the team and Daniel Crittenden and everybody over there uh, for, for making this possible because without what this movie did at the box office, I there, there are movies that would have been significantly delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, Eternals
0: probably being one of them. Exactly. And no way home. Yeah. yeah, and, and Shang Chi's also. I mean, it's already you know it's already top two hundred and fifty million worldwide. You know, domestic and international included, um, and that's a, wor- a a noteworthy number because I think Black Widow, which did get the simultaneous re- t- simultaneous release on Disney Plus, I get that, but Black Widow made like three fifty total in the box office. So you know, it seems as if Shang-Chi is going to pass that number at some point. Um, I don't think, um, please don't hold me to this. I don't believe it's opened in every market yet. Um, But so that world, that international number should go up um, a little bit. Um, I know countries are starting to shut back down a little bit, so that might affect it, but. I just think it's incredible. Like I said, like Tanner said this, and I said this. uh, We both we've seen it twice. um, Both obviously both times in the theater because we can't watch it on Disney Plus for for, uh, another month, month and a half. Um, But rest assured, whenever the moment that that does pop up on my Disney Plus home screen, I will be watching it a third, fourth, fifth, tenth time.
1: Uh, A quick a quick update to Ian's point. (laughs) Uh, I am looking at box office mojo as we speak, and I do not see numbers for Shang-Chi in China. So I don't know uh, that that would, I think you're right. That was what I was trying to confirm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll look it up right now. And
0: can... you know, the fact that they have Tony Leung, you know, who plays Wenwu in this movie, I mean, he's one of, you mean if you, if you put an, if you created a Mount Rushmore of Chinese actors, you know, who, Act in primarily like Chinese-made and Chinese-released films. Tony Leung is on that Mount Rushmore. People in China absolutely love him, and for good reason. He's an incredible actor. um yeah,
1: So, so just as an update, there is no release date for uh, right. Changqi in China because apparently there's some issues with uh, Simu Liu in, in the Chinese government. So, yes, it may not is. release in China, which would hurt. Uh, the box office numbers, but that that just speaks to me even more impressively about where the movie is in terms of a dollar figure. If you don't have yes. the Your second, second largest, biggest, yeah, exactly. You don't have the second biggest uh, market for movies, and it's still two hundred and fifty nine million dollars right now. Uh, it's doing pretty well. So the movie industry can thank Marvel as per usual, and can thank uh, Simu and 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 you know that whole team over there.
0: Yeah, so, absolutely. But the, uh, the TV industry should probably thank Marvel a little bit. I don't know why they would do that. I was just trying to create a cool transition <laughs> that, that kind of backfired on me a little bit. But, you know, whatever. We've got two different what-if what if episodes to talk about because of our little break that we had. Um, so we'll just talk about them in order. Um, we'll start with our Doctor Strange episode, which saw um, Doctor Strange go on an adventure um, that is pretty different from the adventure that we see in his film. Um, we will do a deep dive into what if as a whole, when it comes out. So we'll, we'll try to stay as spoiler free as possible here. Um, this is by far for me, the best episode that they've done. Um, and that includes the episode we're going to talk about in a minute that came out this past week. Um, I'm giving this episode a nine out of 10. I thought it was pretty darn perfect. Um, besides this lip sync thing that I'm still trying to get wrap my brain around every time I watch it. Um, but I do, at this point, I believe it's a style choice that they've made. And I'm just, my, my mind just cannot wrap my wrap, wrap itself around that idea. Um, but you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is back and he does incredible voice work. Um, Rachel McAdams is back and she does incredible voice work as well. Um, and then we also get to see some cool things with the watcher himself in this episode. Um, and we'll talk about those again in the deep dive. Uh, but Tanner, what did you think of that episode?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it's the best episode we've got yet. Um, I'm giving it an 8.5. And and I think for me, I'm I'm similar to you. Some of the, the animation style is still a little wonky to me, and I'm getting used mm-hmm. to it. Um, I also thought, I, I still think pacing is an issue for them. Yeah. Again, if, if you're not an MCU diehard, there are some things and intricacies of this episode that you are not going to pick up.
0: And you almost have to pause and like, truly like they move so fast through these things. Like, I don't know how people, uh, how, like how, you know, people who aren't diehard fans like us, like, I don't know how it, or if they're keeping up or maybe it, you know, maybe this isn't affecting them. I don't know, but
1: yeah, it's weird to me. Right. Because like part of me says the pacing is related to your target audience, which is mm -hmm. MCU fans, but also like your target audience, maybe kids, Right. But with as dark as this episode was, like I don't, like that, that's the that, maybe that's where this issue is. I don't know that they know what their target audience is, right? Who
0: are they stuff. making this for? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't because it's not it's not kid enough to be for kids, right? right? Like let's let's take a comparison, right? Where Rebels for Star Wars, that is anybody that's watched mm-hmm. Rebels, Rebels is a little more mature. You are making that right. for Star Wars fans. Whereas resistance is very clearly made for children. Right. It's it's a lot more gimmicky, it's a lot more lighthearted, it's not as dark and dreary and, and whatever. This is like this is mature content. This yes. is like in your face. And and but th- at the same time, you're not giving the deep explanation as to like mm-hmm. like this isn't a spoiler, because I think everybody knows, but like nobody explains and, and maybe we don't need to how he uses uh, the Eye of Agamotto, right? He, he just right. pops that thing open, runs the time however he wants. To. Yeah. Like, so unless you are familiar with him using it in Dr. Strange, there mm-hmm. is like some level of expectation for you to know that. And yeah. so for folks that maybe have like join the MCU late, like maybe after end game, there's some things in here that you're still going to be like, what the hell? Like, mm-hmm. why didn't we explain that? So I think pacing for me and, and, and some of the lack of backstory, I get there are mm-hmm. only 20-minute episodes, but like, part of me says that the show is still suffering from that a little bit. So yeah. I'm going to give it an 8.5. It's still solid. I, I generally yeah. can speak about it you know, in the deep dive more, but those are the kind of big you know, overarching issues that I have and uh, non-spoiler uh, neg- takeaways that I had to keep me from giving it a higher score. So, so still right. solid, uh, but not quite uh, – not quite uh Shang-Chi level for me. <laughs>
0: right. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, the second episode that debuted this past week was the episode I think a lot of people were waiting for, because it was the one that was kind of most hyped up in those original trailers. And that's our first uh, zombie episode, Marvel Zombies episode. Um, I really enjoy. I, I enjoyed this episode. I don't think it is as good as the Doctor Strange episode. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to give it an 8.5 just because I, th- and th- you know, this score for me is a subject to change based on the fact that it seems like mm-hmm. we are going to get a Marvel zombies part two mm-hmm. in this, in this series. So I, I, I hope that's not too much of a spoiler. Um, but I think honestly, if you really think about the types of things that are happening in this, in this Marvel zombies episode, I think this one might even be more mature oh, than yeah. the Dr. Strange episode, which was already pretty mature. Right. Yeah. You, 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 you know, it, you know, again, this isn't a spoiler. This is in the trailer, but seeing your favorite heroes as the living dead, you know, that might freak a kid out a bit. Yeah. You're seeing captain America as a zombie or seeing any of your heroes eating the flesh of a living person, right? That's unsettling. Um, and I think they do that pretty well. There are some interesting ways that they show it in the, in the episode, interesting things that these zombies can do, which I think adds to the overall story. Um, and then this one is full of cameos, I guess I would say. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and it's full they of the big actors coming yeah. back. Right. Um, and I think that all of them knock it out of the park, um, in terms of the voice acting. Uh, but yeah, yeah. I think it's a really solid episode, but not quite as good as the Dr. Strange when it didn't uh, uh, resonate emotionally in the same way that the Dr. Strange episode did.
1: Yeah. That's, that's a hundred percent my point. And I think the cliffhanger here's the problem. Like for me, like, I guess I'll just give my score. I I gave it an eight. So it's a little bit less than still good. I enjoyed it, but it's not quite what I thought the doctor strange episode was. Um, The the weird thing for me is the cliffhanger, right? Because to this point, uh, everything has been self-contained in in, in individual episodes. And this episode was largely self-contained, right? We're not dealing with uh, in any of these episodes so far, any fallout from like, I don't know, the captain Carter episode or right uh the the uh to t'challa as star lord episode Mm -hmm. they're they're all self-contained and so like this episode seems to set up that just this story continues which seems bizarre to me but like right get the mid-season teaser and now evil dr strange is back like i don't know like that's right it's kind of confusing to me like i assume that these all connect and then it's like okay but how do the zombies connect like right i don't know um I'm like you. I, I like some of the th- the creative choices they took with the zombies. I liked uh, the voice acting was good. Mm-hmm. Again, like the story, emotionally doesn't play the same way because I think what the story was built around were around like the the emotional part of the story were built around characters that we've already been on an emotional roller coaster with. Correct. Um, and that emotional roller coaster, you know, this is not a spoiler because I'm not going to tell you who it was. Um, and that emotional roller coaster. Was better than what we saw in this episode because <laughs> yes, um, that, that that show was just better. Um, so yeah, I solid eight. Uh, you know, I'm interested to see where the cliffhanger goes, um, and and that's really you know all I can say about it. So
0: well, you know, and so, the, and the main thing episode. is that you know this isn't again this is not a spoiler either. This is just coming off of a guy who loves Marvel comics. We know at some point and that the witcher or the witcher. geez, I'm already thinking about uh the Witcher again. <laughs> the Watcher, Uatu, at some point is going to intervene when he is not supposed to do that, right? At some point that is going to happen because that is what makes him special in the comics. That is why we care about Uatu and not the countless other watchers that are out there. Um so when that happens, I'm waiting for that to happen. I I, I want to know And, you know, maybe it doesn't even happen this season. You know, maybe it happens in another season of What If? But that is what I'm interested in, and that's what I'm waiting for. So it's almost like everything that's happening, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool twist on the story that we already knew. When do I get Uwatu being Uwatu? When do I get Jeffrey Wright to flex his voice acting muscles and do something noteworthy for the character? That's that's what I'm waiting for.
1: So... Just as a, a bit of breaking news while we're on the podcast here, um, Mark Miller has just confirmed that there is a live action Marvel Zombies project in the works. Uh, so maybe this is the spinoff from this episode. I don't know. But like, okay. Uh, that seems like a bizarre timing to me. Uh, but apparently,
0: here's a live yeah.
1: action incarnation of. Marvel zombies in the works.
0: Well, think about, you know, maybe he is being a little shady there. You know, there's been a lot of speculation that some of these things we're seeing in What If are going to show up in a forthcoming movie in That's the right. next year called Multiverse of Madness, right? So maybe what he is speaking of is simply that in with while traversing this Multiverse of Madness, Dr. Strange happens into a universe where all of the heroes are zombies.
1: Which seems um, likely to me. Or or maybe it is a, uh, a little uh, battle world situation we've got to Which would on. be really cool, uh, wouldn't we'll, it? We'll, we'll speak about that in a minute. So, um, but yeah, that, I mean, just that's where we're, we're at right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what exactly that means. Um, you know, we've got more what if coming. By the time you guys hear this, uh, you'll be probably if you're like us have watched the new episode. Yep. Uh, For those those of you that are interested, uh, we know that it's going to be the Killmonger uh, episode with Michael B. Jordan returning and saving Iron Man. Um, So we'll have to see what they have in store for us. Then I'm, I'm excited. I love Michael B. Jordan. Uh, The Killmonger character was amazing. Um, So I'm excited to have him back. And if this breathes life back into him, maybe appearing as a, a good guy in the MCU down the line, sign me up. So
0: bingo. Absolutely. So let's move on into another Disney plus region, the region, this realm of live action. Uh, We just recently received our first trailer for Hawkeye. I will come. I will say it's no secret that Moon Knight is my favorite Marvel character. Hawkeye and Thor are neck and neck for that number two spot. I have always been a champion of defending Hawkeye at every turn. You know, he's, I, confirm- I do not particularly love the way he has been handled in some of the live action we've seen so far. I think Jamie Renner does the best with what he has given for some of these movies. Um, but I I absolutely adore this trailer, um, from the Christmas theme to the dynamic between Kate and Hawkeye. Just from this two minute, two and a half minute, whatever it was, trailer, it is everything that a Hawkeye fan could be looking for, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I, I love the Christmas feel. Like it it feels like this is going to be the new Die Hard, right? With you've got the right. <laughs> like the, this is going to be one of those things that you and your family sit down and watch at Christmas.
0: Um, I'm expecting Clint <laughs> at some point to, you know, yippee ki-yay mother yep. at some point, like it we just has that this feel podcast. to it's it. It's ours. All right. Wicky well, we ki motherfucker. Cool. There we go. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, it feels like that, right? Yeah. This so guy I, I, who's doing things that are, you know, borderline superhuman, even though he's a normal dude.
1: Yeah, so I mean, what what we can what we can say from from what we saw, right, is this is very clearly fallout from Clint's you know brief, or we yes. I guess we don't know how long of a stint as Ronan, um, mm-hmm. where he's made some enemies in the underground, and yep. uh, from what we see, Kate Bishop is a fangirl, which is. Mm-hmm. You know, fairly consistent. Um, and she. I mean, takes it's on it's not
0: our only fangirl we're gonna get this this in the no. next calendar year either. So
1: that, that's right. So well, that might be twenty two now. Who knows?
0: Anyway, that's still um, a calendar year. You. Well, you're right. Or, well, you're in right. in a continuous year, let's go continuous year. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Uh, but so she shows up in the in the Ronan outfit, is fighting crime, and and it looks like it's gonna backfire on her. Uh we don't have a clear indication of who the main villain is yet. Uh, I think that's intentional. Uh this yes. seems more like an underground, you know they're running and Clint's trying to get back to the family for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would imagine based on what we've seen, it, this is gonna be like pretty expedited, I would think. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think the show's gonna be like over a couple days,
0: not like a month
1: or something. Yeah, I think um, this show's
0: gonna hit the ground running and probably yep. not stop running the entire time. I, I would agree. And I'm for so, that.
1: Yeah, I think as compared to some of the slow burns we've got, um, you know, I, I, this could be a nice palate cleanser, um, mm-hmm. and I think you know it'll give Jeremy Renner a time to shine. You know, a couple other things we saw, we know that Lucky's coming. Uh, Lucky the dog is is coming yeah. in, so that's good.
0: Um, well, it, it gives off this trailer. If for any comic book fans out there. This gives off very clear Matt Fraction vibes. He wrote the series, I do believe, in 2012 and 2013. And that series starred Clint and Kate. And it was all about them being Hawkeye together. And, you know, this established that relationship between the two of them, it established the banter in between the two of them, it established the tracksuit mafia which is just a mafia of bad guys. that are all wearing track suits and like old school, like Reebok shoes. And we see some guys in track suits in that trailer. So it looks like they're doing this, the, that, that track suit mafia. Um, so it feel it feels just like that, that comic book run. And if anybody who's listening has not read that run, you absolutely should. Mac fraction is one of the best comic book writers. Um, He's definitely one of the best writing currently. He might be one of the best of all time.
1: Yeah. I remember reading that run when we were living together and had a, had a, had a slight comic purchasing problem, still probably, (laughs) but you know what, that that's neither here nor there. Uh, We also got our first quick look at echo. Uh, We talked about that on a previous show.
0: Yes. Rumors
1: that they're in development on a show uh, for echo that again, nothing's been confirmed. We, we know the actress has been, you know, floating around casting Alequa uh, Cox, I do believe yes. her name is. Yep, yeah. um, she's been floating around like casting calls from Marvel, so that that appears to be where we're headed. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think this. Uh, which, and she's a really,
0: really cool character in the comics. So, yeah. um, so I'm, I'm sure whatever we see her will be great when we do see her. And we also got uh, our first. Co- our confirmation and introduction to the uh, the hearing aids, yeah, that Hawkeye traditionally wears in the comics. Co- Hawkeye is very, very near deaf, in like almost completely deaf in the comics, and so in this trailer, when he's saying goodbye to his family and a couple other times, you can very clearly see that he's wearing the hearing aids, and this is the first time they've ever done that in the S- MCU.
1: Yeah, I think that's, uh, again, I don't know. There, Obviously, there's going to be some explanation behind it. I'm not sure why we didn't start there to begin with. Right.
0: Um, I have but, a feeling it's going to be the implosion of Avengers HQ, that giant explosion. I, I have a feeling that that is going to be what caused his hearing loss.
1: His his eardrums were evil, and Tony snapped his eardrums when, when he killed all the dead. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so... I think it's it's probably time um you know this uh you know this probably should have been in Hawkeye's character from the beginning. Um uh, again I will go to my grave uh defending representation and in, in, in media and culture. Bingo. Um this is a, a good step in that direction. Um so I have I'm glad that they're I'm glad that they're going there. Uh, I'm glad that they're gonna explore it, um, because it will add another dynamic to the character uh, that mm-hmm. we haven't seen yet. So,
0: um. exactly. And and just as a as a nice final point to wrap up the the trailer discussion, I really hope we get to see multiple numbers from Rogers the musical. <laughs> um, it, it it looks like they modeled like the the advertising and stuff for it off of, off of like Hamilton.
1: It so looks I'm very interesting yeah.
0: to see that. I'm very interested to see that, and I hope we actually get to see at least a full number from that musical because it looks like that's the show they're coming out of yeah this family there at the beginning so i i I just can't wait to see that
1: when did hamilton come out i don't i don't remember i'm not a i'll admit i'm not a a theater buff so
0: it's been a it's been a hot minute
1: yeah i was just wondering if like the snap timing works out so like hamilton never actually came (laughs) out and this is kind of like replaced it um i don't know like again i'm not a theater buff so i don't know but that would be kind of a fun spin on it like hamilton uh, came out like in real time, like in our time, like real life. What mm-hmm. uh, would have would, been in, in the snap period. That would have been, that'd when, be funny. Manuel Miranda wasn't around to, to write it or something, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's kind of, that, that'll be interesting, right? Because basically in the MCU now, you've got to discount anything that happened in that blip timeline, like in, yeah. in our time, right? So mm-hmm. that's that's that'll be an interesting thing that they have to explore going forward. I just can't
0: wait to see Clint watching that and being like, wow, none of this actually happened or something <laughs> along those lines right Or like, wow, yeah. where am I? Maybe they leave Hawkeye out of it. Oh uh, that's yeah
1: so we'll go from we'll go from uh from that to another bit of MCU news, which was another interesting iteration of the nonsense that goes on with <laughs> no way home. I mean, I, this I'll is be honest, never like, ending. dude, I'm so tired of this crap. Like I, I am know. like, I listen, no way home is going to be, I think it'll probably be the most divisive movie. Oh, I agree. Marvel's ever done because one of two things are going to happen. Everyone's going to be pissed because everyone figured out what the hell was going on. Yep. Or two, Everyone's going to be pissed because it wasn't what they expected, and that exactly and Toby not in it. Andrew be the thing. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, guys, like I get it. Like, I know we want to know things, but like, do we actually want to know
0: these things? Yeah, like, is this something you really want spoiled for you?
1: Right. So when you put actors, and we're going to get into the story here in a minute, but when you put actors in this position, it's a no win for them, right? So either they tell you I'm not in it, and if they are in it, they're lying. Mm-hmm. Or they tell you I'm not in it and they're being truthful and they're spoiling the movie or, right. or vice versa. Right? right. Total opposite can, can be true. And right. so when we continue to put these folks in these situations and they keep giving us non answers or they deny shit, mm-hmm. um, th- th- this is just how it's going to be. So, well, and
0: there's, and there's another layer to this too. We'll just jump into this story. Andrew yeah. Garfield was on late night with Jimmy Fallon this week. Actually, last night, so Monday night. And he was asked about this photo that has gone around and has subsequently been scrubbed to the best of of Sony's abilities. Um, And it is supposedly a set photo showing him and Toby on set as Spider-Man. I have seen it. I have too. Yeah, so, I mean, he claims in in this interview that it's Photoshopped. And that, you know, but why would Sony really care about taking down a Photoshop picture? You know, I don't even want to get in into whether it's true or not. But just think about the fact that, you know, if Andrew Garfield is not in the movie, he's got to sit and answer these questions about Spider-Man, even though he is everyone's least favorite Spider-Man. And he knows that. So we keep bringing up this character character. Yeah, you know, he was an excellent Spider-Man in my opinion. He he is Agreed. not what was wrong with those movies. He's actually yep. the only thing that carried me through those movies. Um him and Emma Stone. But Agreed. guys, if he's not in this movie, leave him alone about it. Like let him let him be. Like the guy was in two Spider-Man films that you shit on and actively like attacked him for. So either A, he's in it and you guys are just going to shit on him again, or B, he's not in it, and he's going to have to continue answering these questions, even though he doesn't really want to answer these damn questions because he does other thing in his other things in his career besides Spider Man.
1: Yeah, that's that's one hundred percent right. Like the the only reason this comes up is because Fallon's the only one that can get away with this crap because I know for a fact that Marvel and Sony have told all these other like reporters, if you ask him about this, you'll never do another interview with us ever again.
0: Well, you and know, so, like Kimmel is an ABC exactly. guy. He's not asking. He's not asking these questions.
1: No, and so Fallon can get away with his crap. Um, and I, and I think it's unfortunate, right? Because and you can see it in Andrew's face, right? Like yeah. he knows he's in a no win situation, right? And, and he, he said, even
0: says it's a no win situation.
1: Yeah, and he said, "I I hate to disappoint people, right?" And, and 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 who cares? Like just let the dude live. And if he's in it, then we're going to be excited. And but if he's, he's not in it, the high. movie's
0: still going to be good. Right. Because guess like, what, Tom Holland is a good Spider-Man,
1: and and I think at this point we all know that Tobey Maguire is in it at some level. Okay, like that's nobody's refuting that crap anymore. Mm-hmm. Like that's that seems to be a done deal. And, and if you believe the rumors about the next trailer, then you're going to mm-hmm. see all three of them in the trailer. So like, and like
0: here's here's the other thing though. Like everyone's like, ah, oh, give me Tobey, ah, oh, give me Andrew. I would throw both of them into the pits and fires of Mount Doom. If it meant that I could get Tom Holland, Spider-Man with a miles Morales, bingo, hundred percent every time. Why aren't we want, why aren't we asking for that? Why are we asking for 40 year old or 40, whatever year old Toby Maguire to come back as Spider-Man when two out of, you know, one of his movies is okay. One of his movies is excellent. And one of his movies is garbage. Okay, I mean, why are we asking for this when we oh. have one of the greatest comic book characters ever created in Miles Morales sitting there waiting for a live-action debut? Why are why why are we caring about these two old men when we could have a character that is truly meaningful to a current generation of comic book readers and comic book fans waiting for its live-action debut?
1: Or I'd throw both of them over the cliff for uh, Josh Johnson's version of Spider-Man for the end of the Spider-Verse. If Josh
0: Johnson showed up in live action, I would lose, I would just lose it. Because it would be, because they would be hilarious. They
1: built the Spider-Verse and laid the foundation for that. And they even got Oscar Isaac in there, Spider-Man 2099. So like, yeah, we could be breaking a bunch of walls here. Um, So yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like if the expectation for me is I think personally, this is just me personally, I have no knowledge of this. I think Toby and Andrew are in it. I think I when think so I see too. it. I'm going to be excited about it, but I'm with you. Like if I had the choice, I would trade them two for live action. miles. If Morales you, if
0: you told me I got three spider characters in the movie, I'm choosing Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and probably spider Gwen.
1: Who is, who's also Kate Bishop. So, <laughs>
0: right. You know, so we're getting into interesting territory there. Substitute, Spider Gwen for silk, and I'm just as happy. Agreed. Yep. Substitute silk for Spider Woman. I'm just as happy. Yep. Any of those characters, I would rather have in this movie than the two old Spider Men. I'm. Will I be excited weird. when I? Will I be excited when? I, when most likely when I see them, sure. But, I mean, let's do something like Shang, like Shang Chi just did, and introduce you know these these movie going kids to whole new cultures and let these kids who inhabit those cultures see themselves on screen i'm 100 percent with you so we'll take
1: we'll take that and go from characters that we want to see in spider-man to a couple other characters that i think we both want to see in in a future spider-man movie and that was uh obviously carnage and venom Uh, Now, I don't know how excited either of us are for the actual movie, but we are excited for
0: the characters. (laughs) I've actually made a definitive uh, prediction for this movie. Um, This movie is going (laughs) to suck. Just I'm sorry. I've watched this trailer a few times, especially the new trailer a few times. I was pleasantly surprised by how okay the first Venom was. Agreed. But this one looks like garbage to me. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I would rather watch Morbius or the Morbius trailer or the Morbius movie than this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A
1: hundred percent. Like I, I keep forgetting that's out in the ether. And then like, sometimes the trailer will pop up while I'm on YouTube and I'll watch it. And I'm
0: like, man, I'm, I, am, I, I, I actually understand that, that Venom, that Venom is the $600 million established property, but why they just keep pushing Morbius like it doesn't exist. And they're promoting this movie that looks like hot garbage. I will never, I will not understand that.
1: No, so – and I'm with you because I had hope when they hired Andy Circus, and I just mm-hmm. – I'm not seeing it. I, I'm just not seeing well, it, Andy Circus's fingerprints on this yet, and that's my right. concern.
0: Exactly. Um, I mean, and exactly, because, I mean, if you think about, you know, what is Andy Circus good at motion capture? He is the king and will always be the king at that technology, at motion capture technology think about the action we're going to see in like the fights between carnage and venom. That's not motion capture. There's no motion capture of somebody jumping between buildings and smashing things and, you know, melding symbiotes together and whatever we're about to see. Yep. Like, I don't know. I it just doesn't look good. Carnage. I, I don't, I still don't buy Woody Harrelson as Cletus. Okay. Uh, I still, I, I the, the CGI looks fine. Um, yeah. The Carnage symbiote looks cool. Some of the, you know, like when he's like shooting the like symbiote, like darts out, out of himself and creating like the swords and stuff like Carnage does in the comics. Like that looks cool and all. But in the comics, when he does that, he, you know, slices people and decapitates people and does all, these, in all PG-13. these disgusting things. But guess what, guys? This is confirmed PG-13. We're not going to see any of the cool stuff Carnage does. The gross stuff Carnage does. We're not going to see any of it because they can't. We're going to get our one obligatory F word. Yep. And that'll be the extent of the mature content of this movie.
1: Yep. But you know, our diatribe on what we think of this movie aside, we did get some news, um, you know, while we were out, uh, (laughs) they moved the release date back up uh, to October the 1st. uh, So they can thank, everyone can thank Shang-Chi for that because that's the only reason that this got moved up. And we also have, uh, this is part of the reason why we think this movie's going to suck. Uh, we also got the runtime uh, on this movie revealed and it clocks in at a uh, minuscule 90 minutes. Uh, so this movie's going to run um, very clearly. He's not going to have a lot of time for some backstory. And we're just <laughs> going to get into uh, nonsensical violence from the moment go. I would presume
0: it's going to be a mixture of nonsensical violence, like you said, and dumb jokes from the symbiote. Yep. That's what it's going to be like. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about that trailer again. At the end, when Venom sees carnage and decides I'm going to go back inside, that's a red one. Like on the surface, that's a funny joke, but that is so out of character for, okay. for Eddie Brock or the Venom symbiote. Like it's just, it just, that would not happen in the comics. And I'm not one of those people that preaches one-to-one comic to movie. I don't agree with that, but You've got to get the essence of the character.
1: And this is the problem when you have these characters that are dark and dangerous and you don't have Spider-Man's quippy comic relief, right? So this is why this movie sucks. You mm-hmm. you have to turn either Carnage or Venom into some quippy, like comic relief, happy point character. Yep. And it's going to be Venom because Cletus should be dark and, and you know, he, he is, he's got a sick, sick, sick sense of humor, but it's not, yeah. it's not the type that gives you like that moment of, of relief. Right. Right. And that's what they've made Venom into. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm just not buying it.
0: You know um, what? In, in, in a few minutes, guys, we'll talk about a good version of Venom that we only saw for yeah. about t- when we only saw for about 15 seconds. Yeah. So we'll, 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 let's, we'll go ahead and leave that there. This movie's going to be trash. It's coming out earlier so we can get it over with sooner. <laughs> Um, And it'll be short. And it will be short. So it won't even be a huge investment of your time, but a large investment of money will go into this next thing. If you are interested, D 23 tickets are confirmed to go on sale on January 20th of 2022 for the show that runs on September, between September 9th and 11th of 2022 as well. Tanner and I, have attended a prior D23 Expo. Yeah. Um, It was one of the coolest cons. No, It was the coolest con I've ever been to. Um, I can't speak for him, but I had a fantastic time when we went. Uh, So I would definitely recommend it if you are into that sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Listen, let's be prepared, you know, for anybody interested. Um, It is, it is more, I think, akin to uh, a San Diego Comic Con versus a like a C two E two or a right. New York Comic Con. Right? Yeah, there's less focus on uh, comics. You're not going to get a whole lot of that. Almost
0: none. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's going to be a lot more Disney specific. Uh, but you know, Ian and I, like like Ian said, this is the most fun that I've had uh, at a con in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in Anaheim. Uh, So if you want to pair that with a Disneyland trip, you know, that that's a perfect timing Mm -hmm. Um, to me. This is like the most bang for your buck because when we were there, uh, just to give you an idea of what we did, we went to the animation panel. So we got a peek at all the upcoming Pixar uh, and Disney animation movies. Uh, We also went to the live action panel. Uh, So we saw the first, we saw the trailer of infinity war like two months before all you noobs did. And it was beautiful and Ian yep. and i cried together and definitely it was glorious did. yep um and we were sitting probably 30 feet away from uh almost the entire ensemble of infinity war yep uh yeah, i think the only people that weren't there were like hemsworth and evans mm-hmm. um and it was honestly one of the most cool experiences of my mm-hmm. life yeah uh, they have a giant floor plan i know that they're uh expanding the anaheim expo center so they probably have even more space oh yeah um so if you're interested, you know, go. It's it is it's not an, an insignificant amount. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure how the tickets are working because I know that uh, for the expo that got canceled uh, during the pandemic, they're giving folks the option uh, to renew their tickets right. or you know to basically exchange them. So they'll probably be a little limited in terms of the tickets. Um, the there I think there's variations of them. There's a, a Disney Sorcerer, I think. Yeah. If you can get the Sorcerer pass and you're willing to spend the money. It gets you automatic access into everything. Ian mm-hmm. and I and Syrah waited in line for like 13 straight hours to get a sure live did. action panel over the
0: entire floor. night. Yeah, it was cold and miserable. It was cold and miserable and awesome. Yes.
1: Um, thank, shout out to the if, – if the if the couple from San Francisco <laughs> uh, that became our grandparents ever listened to this, thank you for uh, getting us breakfast. Um, you, know, you guys were the real MVPs. But uh, if anybody – you know, if you're a big Disney fan, uh, if you're if you're a Marvel fan, if you're a Star Wars fan, there's a little bit of everything for you at the D23 mm-hmm. Expo. Uh, we had a great time, so we'll recommend it. I don't know what it'll look like now. Uh, this I honestly, we I would assume it's
0: bigger than the one we went yeah. to. I mean, this stuff is just getting, it, it, You know, it's just getting bigger. Yeah, you know, that's the best way to say it. Yes, yeah. it's, it's simply getting bigger, and you're actually, you know, we didn't get to see too much um, from the world of Lucasfilm when we went to when we went in 2018. Um, but I would expect this coming year to be, you know, not only Marvel and Disney heavy, but you should also get some heavy hitters from Lucasfilm, um, there as well. So you would think, I
1: mean, they've got to do, I mean, you'll probably get the first look at Kenobi,
0: Kenobi, Um, Mando season
1: three. I would hope they make some kind of announcement on the movies, uh, like that are upcoming,
0: what they're doing in terms of, and we don't have a. I, we don't have a schedule for Ahsoka yet, but by that time they might have something. You never know, right? So, so
1: anybody anybody that wants to to, to give it a look, you know, I, obviously I think Ian and I would both say thumbs up if you're thinking about it. If yep. You got you know free time and you're comfortable, um, and you got the money. It's it's a good time. So uh, we figured, you know, if anybody's listening to this, you're nerds like us, and you you want to be aware of these things. So uh, we'll remind you as we get closer. Um, and tickets go on sale. And if you have any questions about our experience, feel free to reach out. We'll tell you all about it.
0: Absolutely. Good time. Yeah. We also had a a little, another Disney focused update, Um, but this is in the world of the parks. I'm going to let Tanner take this one. He knows a little bit more about this than I do.
1: Yeah. So anybody, again, we try to help folks that are planning. Um, So any of our Disney fans out there that, you know, are thinking about going to the parks, uh, anybody that's familiar with the parks uh, Everest Expedition Everest is probably their biggest uh thrill ride I would think in terms Definitely of like roller in that coasters. Park. Uh yeah, so uh Expedition Everest is in Animal Kingdom. Uh and Expedition Everest we know is going to go under uh, refurbishment starting on January 4th and should be out until mid April. Uh so if you're planning a park visit, uh keep that in mind there's not a lot to do in Animal Kingdom outside of uh, Pandora starting January
0: 4th. So, yep. uh, so expect you know, keep that those in lines to be long.
1: Expect the lines to be long. Um, and if this is one of the, you know, if you've got the, the thrill seekers and and this is like a once in a lifetime trip for you, maybe wait until uh, mid, uh, mid-April. Yeah. Actually, um, uh, uh, there's some other rides coming that you may want to wait for too. But uh, specifically, uh, you know, if you're looking to go to Animal Kingdom, uh, it's going to be a little more limited, so lines are going to be longer for the. What is open and what is open is not a lot of uh, thrill-seeking ride, other than you know, flight of passage. So, just wanted to make folks aware of that if you're planning a vacation soon. Uh, Everest will be down from January 4th until mid-April.
0: Duly noted. So we're going to jump back into the MCU a little bit, and we took a, a couple story break. We did. We didn't want to just go straight MCU in your face all day. But they're the ones giving us the news, right? So that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, we, we've talked pretty extensively in, on this podcast about the Scarlett Johansson lawsuit yep. um, and what that could mean for movies, what it does mean for movies, what it means for Scarlett Johansson. All of those things we've covered in previous episodes. So if you haven't uh, heard that, I would invite you to check that out. Uh, but we did learn a little a little something new in the past couple weeks and that was is in reference to um, the Russo Brothers and their uh, likelihood of returning to direct any other future films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. and it looks like um, they're pretty pissed off about how Disney is treating Scarlett Johansson. Um, and this might imp- mean that we never see them direct the, in the MCU again.
1: Yeah. So specifically we learned that they were in talks about uh, returning to the MCU. um, And previously we had heard from them that the only thing that they would return to do is secret wars.
0: And what the trajectory of these storylines we're watching, uh I don't, I don't think that there is any other movie that that could possibly have been.
1: I would a hundred percent agree. So uh, this is consistent with everybody that we're everything we're hearing out of anybody other than Bob Chappell's mouth and the Disney legal team. Uh, everybody seems to be pissed off at Disney for not making things work with Scarlett Johansson uh, and and getting the issue with Black Widow's uh, simultaneous release on Disney Plus taken care of and paying her money. Um, it's unfortunate if, if we can't get this worked out because I would love to have the Russos back for Secret Wars. But at the same time, we learned that Scarlett Johansson allegedly demanded $100 million, $100 million to make up for her, quote unquote, lost revenue uh, from the simultaneous release which is ironic i think because i'm pretty sure in her lawsuit she said that they she only lost like 50 million dollars so she probably got like 50 million dollars out of this
0: to me guys and to put that in perspective based on what we know from a box office and, and what they reported at disney plus this is like more than a fifth of them of the money that this movie made going to this one person
1: yeah so if this
0: is true right yes. please, let's preface that with this might not be a true thing But this is being reported everywhere.
1: I would say that it's true because this is Disney trying to save face, right? They've leaked this to somebody. Um, To me, I was Team Scarlett Johansson until I heard this number. This number is freaking asinine. I don't, if if there is somebody making a hundred million freaking dollars on an individual release movie, like, please let me know what I have to do to become an actor, I'll do one fricking movie and quit because good mm-hmm. freaking I don't, I, I'm pretty sure. Cause like Robert Downey jr. Negotiated like a percentage of the box office profits.
0: I think. Yeah. Back end um, stuff. Yeah.
1: Right. And even for infinity war and Endgame, I don't think he made a hundred million dollars. Like this is ridiculous, ridiculous. So if this is true, Scarlet, jo- like, and, 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 and I, the other reason I think it's true is because, Scarlett Johansson's team basically said that, you know, Disney never countered no shit. Like I'm not countering a hundred million dollars. That's not, that's not a realistic settlement number, especially when I've already paid you probably somewhere in the high seven figures for what has already been done. So I, you know, one day we're going to figure out all the circumstances on this, but if that number is a hundred million and she's not budging off that, that's freaking insane. And she needs to get over it because uh, as and much guys, as this people, isn't, this as isn't a political are, thing. No, no. As much as people are struggling right now, and you're going to bitch about fifty million dollars. Like, I'm sorry, I just not sympathetic. You
0: know, Tanner and I discussed this a little bit before the show, but I mean, think about the movie that just came out that is lighting the box office on fire. Given our environment, Shang Chi. You guys think Simu Liu made you know a tenth? I don't, of a hundred million dollars? No, probably not even that. No. Now is he the name that Scarlett Johansson is? No, I get that, but I mean, his movie's doing better than hers, re- re- relatively speaking, given the environment and whatnot. His his movie's doing better. I mean, I don't know. I like like Tanner said. I was on Scarlett Johansson's side. You know, there there is the vague possibility that this is not real i guess but if it is real give me a break
1: yeah this is a very different story from what you're hearing that disney was basically blackballing her right um if it's just because they wouldn't pay her 50 million extra dollars i just have no sympathy i just don't i don't like i'm not the average
0: person isn't going to either
1: (laughs) no like i'm not gonna feel bad that you made 50 million dollars and you feel like you should have made another 50 million. Like I'm all about people securing their bags, but like you already got 10 bags over there. Like let's calm the frick down. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, like, I, 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 again, I, I, Disney I would,
1: doesn't deserve the bags either, but like,
0: right. You know what I mean? Like, but let's it. let, let's let Disney give the bags to uh, guys like Simu and yeah. maybe some of the cats over at Eternals. Jesus. Or anyway. Oscar Isaac or, you know, whatever,
1: whatever. So that's where we are with that. Um, Steam's but- asinine. And and hopefully they get it resolved so I can get a Secret Wars from
0: the Bingo. Because that's what really matters. Secret Bingo. Wars. We did get some cool news out of Marvel Television. Um, we, we talked about the nominations, the Emmy nominations that WandaVision received. They ended up winning three Emmys, which is pretty fantastic. But um, I think the coolest the coolest win of the three is that uh, Agatha all along won for music. And, you know, there isn't anyone on this planet who liked that show and didn't like that song. Um, So we should all be uh, slow clapping or soft clapping or whatever you want to do that WandaVision has won that Emmy in particular. Yeah, because Um, it was definitely Agatha all along. So thank you, Agatha. But we also have to hate the Emmys for a minute for not awarding Don Cheadle (laughs) for his two minutes of screen time in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I think that would have been the funniest story of all time. If he won that Emmy that he shouldn't have been nominated for to begin with. No, but if he had won that, that would have been the funniest story of all time to come out of an award show. So I really, I was hoping that it would happen.
1: Yeah. Yep. It's kind of sad that it didn't, but it probably deservedly. So,
0: but um, you know what might win Emmys?
1: Yeah, the next show we're going to talk about, which is, which is, I'm going to give you the floor because this is uh although for, I do read it and I enjoy it. This is your, this is your,
0: for lack of yours. a better term, guys, this is my shit. Okay. Bingo. This is Moon Knight. We got some more news out of Moon Knight. Um, Oscar Isaac, who's out promoting um, his new movie with Jessica Chastain, I believe. I think it it's is. a movie. Yep. I honestly don't remember if it's a movie or a show. It's on HBO Um, Max right now, I think. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Uh, He claims, in an interview, he claimed that this Moon Knight um, is the riskiest thing he's ever done. Which is saying something because he was
1: in Apocalypse.
0: Bingo. (laughs) Which means to me that Marvel is not pulling the punches, and it means that they are taking the subject matter seriously, and that they are going into the full insanity that is Moon Knight. And I couldn't be any happier about that than I am at this exact moment. We talked about that little alleged screen test photo um, a while back. I think that suit makes a lot of sense for the character and for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I've seen the videos of him training, fight training. You know, if, if they're doing risky things, it means I, I, I think that that would mean that they're diving into the dissociative identity disorder um and it just it just makes me want this show even more um but there is a second part to this story um in a, i, I don't think it was the same interview but while also while promoting his new movie he talked about or ethan hawk talked about uh the fact that he became involved in this film because of Oscar Isaac. Apparently they live close to each other, like right around the corner from each other. And they just happened to rant, run into each other one day while shopping, like at the grocery store or something like that. And they were right. And they started asking each other what they're involved in and, you know, what they've been, what they're up to. And Oscar Isaac mentioned Moon Knight and was just like, Hey, would you be interested in that? And Ethan Hawke said, well, sure. And that's how we got Ethan Hawke. In freaking Moon Knight.
1: Yeah, because, if correct me if I'm wrong, but Ethan Hawke has always been kind of one of these I'm not doing comic book movie types. It, um, I don't
0: even know if it was necessarily that. It was just that he never, he was not one for blockbusters in general. That's right. Just that's like right. anything like mainstream, he was always the indie guy. Yeah. Which, again, I think that just simply, that, that just supports what Oscar Isaac said about the risk that they're taking with Moon Knight. It means that Ethan Hawke read these scripts and was like, you know what? Cool, I'm in. And, and that, and that it, to me, is just another selling point on this show being crazy and amazing and cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, Ed, to your point, Ian, I 100% agree with you. I'm very much more excited about the show uh, after hearing some of this, especially when he says it's the riskiest thing they've ever done and knowing that now, allegedly, the, the werewolf by night Mm-hmm. A special is coming to me. That reads, We're diving, we're, we're fully committing to this side of the MCU. Bingo, something that we haven't seen before. We're going to dive in. Mm-hmm. Moon Knight's going to lead this kind of charge. I would imagine you start getting associated with Blade and some yes. of the other. Uh, I would, I hope, Ghost Rider, right? Maybe the Punisher get s- some of that back into it. But uh, to me, it seems like they're throwing all their chips on the table with Moon Knight to try to build this. Um, you know, this side of the MCU, which they I think were initially gonna do on Hulu right. with the, the Hellverse, and now that got scrapped after Hellfire, which was I watched two episodes, that was the dumbest thing I ever watched, yep. besides Inhumans, which was horrendous. Correct. Um, so I'm excited because it seems to be that Marvel's buying in and mm-hmm. really putting everything behind this show. So um
0: I'm and excited. It's the it's the probably the least read side of the Marvel cinematic universe, the, the supernatural side. Blade, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Elsa Bloodstone. Please bring Elsa Bloodstone in. I've said this multiple times on the show and I'll continue to say that. Please do Elsa Bloodstone. Um, But anything revolving around that other side, Dracula, um, Konshu being the the god of vengeance that inhabits Moon Knight. Um, You know, and even, you know, we keep trying to say that he is confirmed, guys, but I think if we're ever going to see Mephisto, it will be on this. This corner of the MCU, because the closest the character with the closest ties to Mephisto is the Ghost Rider, who we haven't seen yet. I doubt we will see Mephisto before we ever see Ghost Rider, guys. Um, so bring all these supernatural characters together. Let's do a real Midnight Sons. Let's have them face off against the devil himself and his son, and let's go. And that's that's what I want to see.
1: One hundred percent. So speak. Well instead of, we'll, we'll go from the live action Midnight Suns to transitioning into some of the video game bursts which also just yes. Midnight Suns. Yes. Uh, we got our first look at some of the new PlayStation games. And, and I'll be honest, before we get into this, I will confess, uh, I started as a PlayStation person. I had I have since moved uh, into the Xbox community. I have mm-hmm. a new Xbox because I can't find a PS5 to save my Freaking life! Yes, I tried like five times again today, failed miserably because some people had restocks. I'm so pissed. Yep. But what we saw from the PlayStation event just reiterates the point that I need a PS5 in the freaking worst immediately, kind of way. Immediately I, worst I need kind
0: of way. it, and I like Tanner. I, I was. Okay, I, I've always been a casual PlayStation person. I will play the big PlayStation exclusive games. I am an Xbox person. I enjoy the Xbox ecosystem. I enjoy the Xbox consoles. The, I, specifically, the Xbox controller is a much more comfortable controller to hold than the PlayStation controller. But, man, these games that they just showed off. You know, Xbox has been hitting the, the ground running with announcing all of their new games. And, they, and they've and they got some major heavy hitters coming down the pipe. They've acquired a bunch of good studios, but man, PlayStation said, "Hold my beer," and we went on. Like, I think the the, the show was about an hour and a half, um, so we're going to cover some of these games here that they that they announced. Um, and, I'm, and I'm, and I'm, you know, there there are some cool Marvel ones we're going to talk about, some some ones that have nothing to do with comic books, and we're going to end with one particular thing. That at least for me is the most exciting out of all of them,
2: mm-hmm. which is
0: saying something given the other games that we saw. So, right off the bat, we were introduced to a new game called Project Eve, which is a, a Japanese style hack and slash RPG. Um, I put this on here because number one, the action looks great. Number two, it looks absolutely stunning. It looks yeah. like absolutely gorgeous. But also, I find it—I find this hilarious every time with you know, Japanese RPGs. I think one of the biggest tells of graphics performance moving from PS4 to PS5 is how these games animate boobs. (laughs) You laugh, but it's true. If you watch this trailer and it is so distracting in this trailer, (laughs) every time this main character runs, those things are all over the place.
1: That's why, Every that's why single
0: I, scene, those boobs have to be moving in some way. This is why... It's if, like, okay, we get it, guys. You're great at <laughs> animating boobs. They're just but, showing off. I mean, they are. They're just showing off. But in, in all seriousness, the game looks cool. The characters look really cool. The monsters that you fight look really cool. Yeah. Uh, and if I ever can get my hands on a PlayStation, I will. I might give that one another look. But another game... Uh, that I incorrectly typed on this on these notes here is called Forspoken. I keep calling it Forsaken, even though I am wrong. It's called Forspoken. Um, it is a Square Enix game that is about you know oh, this woman who gets pulled into this other dimension or other universe where you know magic is real and you know she fights all these like otherworldly things and gains these powers and goes on this giant adventure. Um, this game also looks freaking gorgeous. Um, the environments in this game look next level um, in a way that we haven't really seen so far in this generation just yet. Um, but this game looks really cool. They teased it when they first announced the PS5. But in this trailer, we got to see a little bit more of it. Yep. So, but now,
1: now for the main, we're going to get the,
0: to the good stuff. The main
1: course. So the one that had me the most, I, I would say not most excited but most interested maybe most surprised um, for sure yeah biggest surprise and I'm, and I'm most interested to see how it works um is that we've announced a wolverine game um and the subsequent announcement is that this does exist at least in a, in a gaming verse with the spider-man
0: yes. franchise same um, developer
1: right so it seems to be that we're expanding the MCU gaming first, um, which if it's anything like Spider-Man, I, I'll i play the holy bejesus out of it. Because Correct. Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man game, was is one of my all-time favorite games. Um, yes. Bingo. I'll be honest. I'm one of these people that if I pick up a game and I'm not into it in the first 15 minutes, I'll put put it down there pick it back up. Yeah. Um, Spider Man, I put in ungodly hours, like correct, eighty plus hours in that game, easy.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so if it's anything like that, I'm I'm excited. I'm interested to see how you play with a, an indestructible character. Although, it, right, it, it kind of looked. So basically, what we saw was just a quick, uh, quick little uh, movie moment from the. Yeah, game. Yeah, it
0: seems like this game is 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 a ways away. Yeah, like this is just now away. beginning. Yeah,
1: right. Um, so all we saw was just like a a bar scene with some cool graphics and then Wolverine popping out his claws. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know who it is, but it, it kind of gave me like an old man Logan kind of vibe. Um, so I, I'd be interested to see if that's where we're headed yeah. because it is like, how do you create a game around an indestructible character? Mm-hmm. Um, like how do I die? Like right. if that's the case and I'll just like run around and pop people in the face and right. whatever. So I'm interested to see it, but it, you know, to me that was the biggest surprise and, the, the one thing that I'm looking forward to seeing uh, how it works the most
0: yeah there's there's a lot of questions um around how this game will work will it be open world right like spider-man is and if so how do you get around that world you can't you can't spend three minutes uh, web slinging from one side of New York to the other right Motor so. Down. That is the main thing, actually. Um, If you look at, there is another game that has recently come out for PS4. I'm blanking on the name of it. It is a zombie game. Uh, But one of the best features of this Sony, I think it was Ben, Sony Ben Studios made this game. I don't know why I'm blanking on the the name. I didn't play it, so maybe that's why. The Um, Dying Light? No. No. um, It stars uh, the guy who voices Darth Maul. Yep. Yep. I know, I know, I know. Exactly yeah, what you're I, about. I know. I could tell you everything about it except for the the damn title. So, one of the main features of this game is uh, motorcycle traversal, um, and apparently the motorcycle physics are pretty great in this game. So there is a lot of speculation, and again, this is so early on in the development of this game that you, you, we have no idea. But there is a lot of speculation that um, Insomniac may borrow this feature from Sony Bend. Uh, who made this game? Uh, days and I gone. Think that gone. Days gone. Boom! There it is. Absolutely. I got you. Uh, I think that would be really smart. You know, have you know to get to play as Logan riding around on his on his Harley, jumping off, slicing some people up. You know, Grand Theft Auto meets Spider Man.
1: As long as I get um, to stab Cyclops, I'll be happy. Yeah, bingo! And that's the other
0: question I have: <laughs> How X Men? is this game going to get right? Are we going to see other X-Men characters? I think it would be a real shame for us not to, right? I can assume we'll probably see Sabretooth, um, some other villains that, you know, he's gone up against in the past. Uh, I thought one of the interesting, there there were some nice, uh, Easter eggs in that trailer. Um, there was, you know some nods to the fact that this is going to be in that same universe as Spider Man, but there was also a, a cool like uh, license plate hanging up in the uh, in the in the bar itself that said HLK 181, uh, which is the if anyone knows Hulk 181 is the first appearance of Logan and Wolverine in comics, um, which I think is really cool. Lots of people have taken that to mean that the Hulk is going to be in this game, but it, I think it's just a reference to when. Uh, yeah. Wolverine was created. Um, although it would yeah.
1: be kind of cool to have like, cause they've, they fought, they, they don't get along. So it would be kind of fun to be
0: well, like, you know, tracking
1: Hulk or something.
0: You know, you were talking about how do you get defeated mm-hmm. when you're an indestructible character, maybe by fighting the strongest, the strongest Avenger, right, uh, maybe, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's the answer. You never know. Or maybe the, uh, Magneto is the main villain. And, uh, the man That'd can be literally problem. pull your bones out of your. Body. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Anyway, that is not the only game that Insomniac announced. And I was not necessarily expecting, well, obviously was not expecting Wolverine, but I wasn't sure when we would ever get our first look at Spider-Man 2. And we got it. Uh, we got our first trailer for Spider-Man 2. I'm just going to go ahead and say it right away. This movie doesn't come there. This movie, this game doesn't come out until 2023. It is a ways away. Um, they just, you know, they just completed and released miles Morales less than a year ago. So they've got some work to do. Um, but the way this trailer played out was, I was not expecting. I, I knew no. one of the characters was going to be here, but the trailer starts off with a distinctly Russian voice talking about, Trying to meet his match, and for anybody who is a comic book fan, I think that leads to one person and one person only, um, and I do believe that would be Kraven the Hunter. Yeah, I would Hundred percent agree. Yeah. So now that there are two Spider Men in this universe, it seems like a this 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 would be the time for Kraven to come try to uh, complete his uh, his hunt, so to speak. Um. Try to take out both of these spiders at one time, but that wasn't the full surprise. It was not. It wasn't.
1: We got our our first look at, and and I'll be honest. You know, when I was watching that trailer, I found the dialogue to be very interesting in terms of directionally, because Mm -hmm. basically what the voice says, who we, you know, both agree is Craven says. Are one of you going to be like my match, basically? Mm -hmm. And then in response, it's not
0: Peter. Well, because you think, yeah, you think one of you means Miles or Peter.
1: Yeah, it's not Peter. It's not Miles. It's Venom that says, yes, we are.
0: We are. Or we will, or whatever it is. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, my question, and, and directionally, what I think this game may end up playing what if, i i think it would what be, if he's not
0: there for spiders at all
1: well that or what if craven is too much for peter and miles and peter has to take on venom like and you play as venom as peter parker like that would be like an all-timer like my, and and let's let's not get it twisted these guys over there know what they're doing because the, the storyline between but by behind Spider Man is one of the best video game storylines, like from an emotional Absolutely. and acted standpoint. Yeah, um, that Doc Ock scene at the end, and then the Aunt May scene at the end, are tragic. Um, yeah, so I could very much see that being a possibility. Uh, you know, maybe Miles dies unfortunately, or you know, something bad happens where Peter has to take it on. Like I don't know.
0: Well, I'm, I'm also thinking of another situation in which. You know, we've got this last hunt, right? Craven is getting the better of them. So Peter dons the symbiote. Yep. It changes who he is as a person. What if at some point in this game, you are Miles Morales trying to take down Peter Parker? Yep. I can see that too. And this is all being orchestrated through, you know, Craven's last hunt. Or, you know, this is Craven. This is all part of Craven's plan to eliminate... You know the Spider Man and or Venom, right? I I, I there, there's there's an infinite possibility. There are infinite possibilities for what could happen over the course of this. You know, most likely forty to fifty hour game. Um, but I I just
1: and and this is one of the things that obviously folks have been clamoring for. A lot of people. We're like, where is Venom in Spider Man in the first Spider Man game? Mm-hmm. Obviously, a character that you want to play against. And one of the things they kept telling us was, "Well, we've got to have content for Spider Man too." Yep. Um, and so, not only did they give us Venom, but they brought in Tony Todd, yeah, uh, to, to voice act Venom. And I, it, honestly, like I will take that three seconds of trailer over the entire Let There Be Carnage movie. Every Bingo. freaking day of the week. Because
0: even the design of awesome. the character looks better.
1: Oh, my God. It, it looks... I am so excited to get in there and play. Um, and I know it will be a bitch because a lot of that, that fighting style was a bitch in the last game. Yeah. Um, so, Fighting Venom will be even more fun. So, I, yeah. I was excited and ecstatic about the announcement. And I cannot wait.
0: So... Yeah, one of the we'll, we'll move on to what they ended their show with before we talk about what our what what my favorite thing was. Mine too. Um, yes. So they ended it with the sequel to what is quite possibly a top three game ever made in my opinion, and that is God of War Ragnarok. Um, not only did they show an extended cinematic and extended gameplay of this game, but they also afterwards confirm that this is going to end the Norse storyline that they started just a game ago. So they aren't going to do what they, they're not going to fall for that same mistake they made when they were tackling the Greek gods, where they kind of drug the story on too long and the games kind of suffered for it. They're saying here, you know, Ragnarok is the end of the world, right? So this is the end of our story. Um, and they show, they show a really cool trailer. You get to see, uh, your first look at Thor, um,
1: you fat see Thor. Your, your,
0: your fat Thor. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you get to see another look at Freya again, who's obviously very pissed about what happened in the first game. Uh, sorry, spoilers for anybody who didn't play a game that's three or almost four years old. Um, you also get to, you get to see Tyr, the Norse god of war, which will which could create some cool in- situations considering the fact that. Even still currently, even though we're not in Greece anymore, Kratos ended that storyline as the Greek god of war. So you're, you're looking at a confrontation between two gods of war, um, which is, you know, that brings a whole lot of really cool uh, scenarios. For anybody who doesn't know, I'm a huge fan of mythology, <laughs> whether it be Greek or mostly Greek, but I do enjoy Norse mythology and Roman mythology as well. He was, a, um, he, was a,
1: he was a mythology minor, folks. Like I sure was,
0: was and I loved every I loved every second of it. Um, and then the trailer ends with our first look, at, and I'm gonna I'm blanking on her name. I apologize. Um, it is a child, roughly the same age as Atreus, who is um, Kratos's son. Who at the end of the game, spoiler alert! Here's three seconds to get away if you haven't played the four year old game, God of War. Atreus is the Greek god Loki. We learn that he is the son of obviously Kratos and his mom is a frost was a frost giant. Um, a Jotun. Um, so at the end of the game, we get a, a glimpse at a young girl. Um, and again, I'm blanking on the character name, but she is a, the young Jotun that Loki ends up being with in Norse mythology and they together, the two of them um, have a few kids, one of them being Fenrir, the wolf, the wolf who is uh, always attached to the story of Ragnarok. If for the, if for those of you who don't know the mythology Um, and then they also gave birth to the world serpent, uh, Jormungandr um, who we did already see in the game. So I assume they're changing that story a bit, obviously, um, which is fine they changed some of the story in the original game too um it'd be boring if they were just doing it one to one right Thank you. this game is going to be incredible period it, there, there's not really any debate on that in my opinion um, the action is going to be incredible um the boss fights in the in the i say the first game even though it is a sequel to like five other games but this, the, the, the boss fights and the, the boss fights in the first game are unparalleled um, even, in my opinion, to Spider-Man, which had excellent boss fights. But the God of War boss fights are just second to none. They're incredible. Um, so I am incredibly excited for this. This, combined with Spider-Man and Wolverine, um, would sell a PlayStation to me on their own um, if it were not for this last game. But this game,
1: the, the, the last game that they, or I, I don't think it was the last in terms of cr- chronology. It was, actually it, the first, it was actually yeah. the first
0: thing That's they announced. They opened with this darn announcement that just kind of blew me back in my seat right away.
1: This by itself would sell me a PS5.
0: Although one, I already kind of like want one. Right.
1: But they announced... 1,000%. They are remaking Knights of the Old Republic for the PlayStation 5. <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic was one of my favorite video games when I was a kid.
0: Um, it's one of the best video games of all time, period.
1: The characters in there, you know, as we've talked about, I've got characters from this game getting tattooed on my arm in January. Bingo. I will play this game a gajillion hours forever and always. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm so excited to see what they can do with these new engines. Yes. um, To to update the looks. I hope they don't get too much away from the, you know, the strategy components of the game. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, Well, that's a. That's, that's something we should mention, that this is a remake, not a remaster. It is to just, they're, This is a ground-up remake of this game. Think about, you know, if we want to compare it to something, this is like what they've done with Resident Evil recently, where you're still getting the same story, right? Resident, They did it for Resident Evil uh, 2 and 3, right? Um, you're still getting the same story, but you're getting added features, maybe a little bit of added story, a whole new, whole, all new gameplay mechanics, all of that. But like Tanner said, they really do need to keep some of the strategy stuff in place.
1: Yeah, not, this doesn't need to be just like a slasher,
0: right? Like, I, I don't, please I don't, don't make it a slasher,
1: right? As long as they stay with some of that strategic um, component, I think it'll be fine. I think, in my mind, I think it works best if they do kind of what we saw with the gameplay trailer for Midnight Suns. That mm-hmm. that's still like strategic kind of component to mm-hmm. it. Um, maybe you do, maybe not to that extent, but like, I, I don't care. Like <laughs> sell me whatever you want, because yeah. if I get to play that and see these remastered characters mm-hmm. on this new engine, they, I mean, they could sell me dog turds. I don't care. Like I'll play it. Bingo. Like, I'm so so
0: excited. Based off of the original and how that game was basically the basis for what is now dragon age and mass effect. Because the original game was made by Bioware, um, I could see the gameplay being a mesh of those two games, which still have the action-heavy mechanics like Mass Effect, but keeping that strategy-based that both Mass Effect and Dragon Age both yeah. have. Um, it is an, um, it is an exclusive because it is being developed by Asper Studios, who was just de- who was um, acquired by PlayStation. That's why it is a PlayStation Studios game. When this acquisition first happened, Asper is known for doing remasters and remakes. It's what they it's what they're known. They they have proprietary technology that they've created that helps create absolutely incredible remasters and remakes. Um, when at first when that acquisition first happened, everyone thought that they would be taking what was made of Knights of the Old Republic three, which was never released. They did start working on that game in the, in, you know, back in the day there, a lot of people thought they would take that groundwork that was laid for that game and finish it and make a next generation star Wars Knights of the Old Republic three. I think that's still in the cards. Agreed. If this is successful, Mm -hmm. there is no way on God's green earth That PlayStation will not continue to take advantage of an exclusivity deal with Lucasfilm and make Star Wars exclusives for the PlayStation. And if you are PlayStation and you own Star Wars and Marvel and you are putting out good games with both properties, you win.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that they've got to say is still, you know, respawn out there with. Uh, Fallen Order. So, right. But
0: that's, but the, even still, that one is not like that. You're, it's not exclusive to Xbox. Right? No, no, you're right. You're right. You're yeah. Right. They're going everywhere. Right. And, and the same as Midnight Suns and Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Those are going to both consoles. Right. But
1: you're going to kill you your have, exclusives.
0: If you're the only one making Knights of the Old Republic and you're, or you're the, if you're the only place to play that game and the only place to play Wolverine and Spider Man, yep. Man. As much of a Halo and Xbox fan as I am, you win. PlayStation wins. Period. In my opinion, from a coming from a comic book podcast, right? You you win.
1: 100 hundred hundred percent. So we'll we'll go from that uh, gaming matrix into the real matrix.
0: Killing it.
1: So we got our first look at the new trailer for uh, the the Matrix Resurrections. Uh, I, I'll be honest. Like I was kind of confused. Um, the entire trailer of the action looks good. Uh, Keanu's back. Trinity's back. Uh, we've got some young versions of some of Morpheus. I, I again, I'm not hundred percent. To me, it seems, it seems like, like
0: Morpheus, right?
1: I, 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 yeah, I mean, to me, that's what has. To, to me, what I'm guessing is happening here is that Trinity and Neo didn't actually die when they bombed the. The, the central computer, the matrix computers have put them right. back in the matrix. Um, and they're living in the matrix now. Um, I, but I don't know. I, I'm confused. I'm interested. The action looks sweet. He's, he's throwing freaking missiles around. He's the one. I, I, they, they sold me. They didn't really have to do a whole lot. But like.
0: Yeah. Uh, it, it, it's it, You know, I, I had this conversation. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a teacher. I, I went and, and in class, I like to, you know, talk with my students a little bit about things going on. Obviously they're, you know, I've got students who are Marvel fans and whatnot. So I asked in class if anybody watched the matrix trailer, not only did nobody watch the matrix trailer, (laughs) a lot of my students did not know what the matrix was. Yep. I think this movie could be a an excellent way to revitalize that franchise yeah you're introducing because they they're, they're gonna have to introduce the matrix to a whole new generation of people who have never heard of the originals and and get them to go back on hbo max and watch them again right because to me i am sold on this and I have seen one trailer. I don't need anything else. I'm good. I'll be in the theater day one. This is the first rated R movie I ever saw as a kid. I absolutely love all three movies. I know that's controversial to say, but I do love, Mm -hmm. I mean, the third one is clearly the worst one, but I do love all three movies. Um, I love the storyline. I love Morpheus. I love Keanu Reeves in general, who doesn't look. You just love bondage. Let's be honest. I mean, big time fan <laughs> leather all day. Yeah. I'm but with that you. is that, that is a controversy that has come out of this trailer. Actually. Um, there are some people who are claiming and possibly complaining. I don't know what, where you draw that line that this <laughs> trailer makes it look too clean, like not as grungy as the original matrix movies are. I, I, I can see what they're saying, but also this felt wholly like the matrix to me.
1: Yeah. I so, mean, again, we haven't seen anything, so I'm not
0: going to judge it on that, but right. whatever. Um, I yeah, like what I'm, I saw I'm, and I'm, and I'll go see it. So I'm sold. Yaya is an incredible actor. Can't wait to see him. Jessica Henwick, incredible actress, super attractive. Love her. Uh, and obviously I'm always going to enjoy seeing Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu Reeves. So, Super excited. CGI looked incredible. Action looked incredible. Music in the trailer was great. Now, uh, you know, whenever that, that movie does drop, uh, I'll be deciding which build to take.
1: Yep. And I still, like I said, I still have no idea what's going on, but I'm interested. So we'll go from one thing that I have no idea what's going on into another that <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. And, and that is uh, the announcement of a Penguin spinoff uh, in the works at HBO Max. Um, this is going to be the Colin Farrell uh, version of Penguin, but Colin Farrell has not been uh, confirmed to return as the penguin, so I don't know what the hell they're doing um, It's very clear to me that they're trying to build that uh universe right. uh, with because they're doing the the Gotham pd show as well in that universe I, whatever I guess Look, like i I'm, gotta
0: I gotta say I love Batman so much, so much. I don't care about this. No. No. Gotham PD, I'll, I'll be there for. this. Didn't we already get a Penguin like,
1: I've story seen penguin, Gotham? I've like, seen like, Penguin
0: God, enough, guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I've seen him enough. I'm with you. I was really, really down for the fact that he was only supposed to be in this movie for a very short amount of time. Um, I, I don't care. <laughs>
1: I mean, when I watch it? Yeah. Watch oh it yeah, right. one
0: thousand percent.
1: I don't understand how you can have a penguin, the Colin Farrell penguin, without having Colin Farrell in it. But apparently, or without you don't that, know that, yeah, but whatever. So there's that. Just just a bit of news for you. All
0: right. So also on TV, um, this is for more generalized comic book fans. I think um, heading into the realm of indie comics, um, why the Last Man, the live action adaptation of one of the greatest comics ever written um, premiered on Hulu slash FX. I don't know how that dichotomy works um, where it premiered first, but it is on Hulu and it is also on FX. So it premiered to a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. I will be honest. I haven't checked this out yet. I know they did the first three episodes. Um, I'm kind of scared to watch this. I did read <laughs> this comic um, and it is, genuinely one of the best comics ever written um so i that makes me nervous to watch any adaptation of something that incredible um but i probably will at some point give this a watch
1: yeah i'll wait for you to give me the review or if any of our listeners want to let us know what they thought if they give me a thumbs up i might check it out but um for the time
0: being please go read why the last man it is an incredible comic (laughs) So
1: something that I like know very little about to something that I know a lot about and can't wait for, uh, "Knives Out" two, yeah, has rap filming, and I don't know that there's a movie that I'm more excited for, uh, feed it ter- to me outside man. of the outside of the comic verse um, than than this. Uh, that is "Knives Out." The original is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yep, uh, Ryan Johnson is a
0: genius. Bingo! I'm
1: very ex- excited to see where this goes. Uh, so. Another not filming now. Release the damn thing. <laughs> yep,
0: Netflix. Listen up. Put this on. Put this up immediately. And for those of you who don't know, this will be a Netflix movie. Netflix made this deal for the sequels. This will go straight to Netflix.
1: A ton of money. A um, ton. Of money.
0: And everyone involved in that deal made a ton of money. So um, good for those people. Now give me content. Bingo. So another Netflix uh, exclusive, Um, we're getting a Tomb Raider anime series, um, which interestingly takes place after the recent trilogy of games, which are very good. Um, If you haven't played those, definitely check them out. Um, The gameplay in them is incredible. The storylines are very good. Um, And the voice acting is very good, which leads us into what is the biggest part of this news. Um, In the games, Tomb Raider is very famously portrayed by Camilla Luddington who um, is or was one of the main characters of Grey's Anatomy for a very long time. That is how she kind of became famous is through that show. Um, But she does an excellent job as Laura Croft in this game. And she's actually, I mean, she's become a definitive voice for that character. Um, But the Netflix series has decided to go the route of Haley Atwell, who again, amazing actress. Um, I can't fault them for going for Hayley Atwell because she's awesome but it, I do find it weird that they wouldn't just go with the actress who made these three games and would probably have cost less.
1: Right. Or like, cause allegedly we're getting a, a well, I, I don't know where that stands now, but I thought we were getting a sequel to the uh, Alicia Vikander movie as we well. Are. Um, so I don't know why you wouldn't just cast her. If what? you're going to cast somebody other than the voice talent, you've already got. Because that um,
0: movie was very clearly taking um, yeah. Liberties from that first Tomb Raider uh-huh. game and that series.
1: Yeah, I mean, good for Haley Atwell. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. It just seems I will. like a bizarre cast to me.
0: I love but, Tomb Raider, so like, like like you said, I'll I'll watch it. I love those those new those newer uh, Crystal Dynamics um, Tomb Raider <laughs> games. So sign me up.
1: Yep. So from an anime to probably the most beautiful movie we'll see in the next five years. <sighs> uh, Buddy, the I'm Dune, ready. Yeah, I can't wait for this freaking movie. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the controversy behind it, and I'm actually like on board with some of the controversy. Uh, but the positives for me, uh, Dune, the Dune reviews are out. It's at sitting about 87% on Rotten Tomatoes right mm-hmm. now. Generally, what folks are saying is visually it's the most stunning thing uh, we've seen in a while. The scale's huge. It's massive.
0: And, yeah, it's, okay, so for anybody expected, who saw... Yeah, for anybody who saw Blade Runner 2049, the visual aspect you should have already saw coming. Danny yeah, but- Villeneuve is one of the best visual directors that, you know, this generation has.
1: I got a feeling, though, that this is going to put Blade Runner to shame.
0: Like, I agree.
1: This movie is going to be so beautiful and mm-hmm. so massive. I, I Please, please, if you're into just seeing spectacles on, you know, Screen, go see this in the mm-hmm. theater because you watching me even watching this on my 82 inch TV is not going to be enough.
0: Like, right, I, I need to see this. Will I still watch it on my TV I after will. I get home from what I assume will probably be a three hour venture to the theater? Yes, um, yes, I will,
1: but please go see it because, again, as Denny new said, uh, seeing this movie or watching this movie on a TV is like uh, driving a speedboat in your bathtub. <laughs> um, so yeah, I. Eighty-seven percent. That's that's probably better than I anticipated. Yeah. Um, what I will There's, say, yeah. yeah, there is some negative, and and this again, this is related to the story. It and is a pretty accurate representation. I, I will of the say, book. You,
0: yeah. I mean, if if you are familiar with doing it all, you should have also seen this coming.
1: Yeah. So uh, the negatives is that this kind of falls into the white savior, uh, you know, trope. You know, the, the underprivileged or, un, you know, yes, beat, the beat down minority is asking the white person for help. You mm-hmm. know, I think Denny Velneux has tried to try to structure this so it's not as big of an issue by putting in Oscar Isaac, who mm-hmm. you know is uh, uh, Latin, uh, in uh, in descent. Um, but you still have Timothy Chalamet, who is, is definitely white, and Josh Brolin, who is definitely white, and Jason Momo, right. who is. Uh, you know, uh, American Samoan, um, you know, so they're trying to fix it, but it does fall into the, the white savior trope, uh, you know,
0: and, and it does lead to a, a bigger conversation in my opinion. Like if you changed that, is it still Dune? Yeah. So I, I think we have to be aware of the fine line between being ignorant and being truthful to the source material. there There is a fine line there. Denny Villeneuve is not the guy that is going to change the source material. He's going to adapt it the way he saw fit. And as a man of color, like he is, I will accept whatever interpretation he decided to go with. Um, but just know that, you know, if you're seeing that white savior trope in the movie, it is because that is, that is the book. It um, this is the, 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 he's, he's, you know, Frank Herbert, that was what he wrote. Um, was, you know, the, the story itself is about, you know, the white savior. Right. Um, and we see that trope time and time again. I mean, it's unfortunate. Back, yeah, it is unfortunate. A hundred percent it is but you know, it is the source material. So like, what do you change? Yeah. You know, I think would the, it, have cha- it wouldn't have changed the trope if, if you made Timothy Chalamet's character a person of color, regardless of their of their heritage. The trope is still there. Yeah. Right? It's still the privileged coming to the aid of the of of the disadvantaged, right? In some way.
1: Yeah, I think the the, the broader conversation is, is this a story we need? Right? Like right. Under, like understanding that we've made the choice that we're making this movie, I, I, I agree with you. I think, for me, the question is, do we need to adapt this if this is what the story mm-hmm. is? And that is a broader conversation. I'm excited for this because I want to see the the spectacle that it's going to be, mm-hmm. and I think that's why they wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have... i
0: There I are were, reservations to yes,
1: this, for sure. 100%, I'm, I have some reservations, and, and again, it's just more of a question of is this a story we need right now? Right. Um, uh, you know, I, I'll leave that up for debate. I mean, I'm going to go because see this because you know, I'm excited, but
0: I, I've, I've talked it. about this with my students too, that, that just the idea of the white savior is integral to our history. Right. So I don't necessarily want to spin it this way, but understanding the story of the white savior is something everyone should should do. And if this is how you learn that, that that this trope exists, then fine. Learn it through, learn it through Dune.
1: It's a learn it to get rid of it, right? Correct.
0: It's not a learn it to get more of it.
1: Maybe, and maybe we spend it, maybe we spend it a different way because again, the the white savior trope, you know, is, I mean, that, that is European settlement and, 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 uh, I mean that's 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 what this is, right? Like, because I mean, look at something brought, like Avatar. Exactly, it's the same thing.
0: That is a trope of you know the white savior, and we're getting four more of those movies,
1: right? And and it's to me, I hope that there's a spin on it that like that, that, I would, that uh, yeah that, that, that it is the white savior, but it's not like that oh. it's spun in a way that it's not that they solve all the problems. Because again, right, the the white savior is the mentality we have when we. That, that founded imperialism, right? Right, and and then we've come to realize over the the course of history that you know civilization that we implanted may not have been uh, you know the 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 best. Definitely wasn't. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so maybe there's some maybe there's some messaging in there. Again, it, it's unfortunate that we still have these
0: stories that are being told. I think, um, and I, I and mean, you know this is not going to be you know regard. Uh, without some sort of catastrophic failure of this film, this isn't the only one we're getting. Yeah. I would not put it past Denny Villeneuve for that spin to take place in the subsequent end of this story. You know, the, the, the you know, that this, this portion might be the white savior, but the, maybe he does spin the story down the line and has that plan already. Do, yeah, and th- do I know th- th- that for sure? Absolutely not. i and again, this is a person of
1: this is a person of color taking on a yes a, a trope um, that is that is you know racial in nature. So mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine that he took this on without understanding what it was. Exactly, I can't imagine that he took it on without being you know receptive to mm-hmm. you know potential changes that he would have to make, or you know doing things that he needed to do to address that trope. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm interested to see how they do it. That's my, that has been my concern since I've seen the trailer. Yeah. Um, it is carried through. Uh, and so I'm it's interested
0: a, to see it an intake. incredibly valid concern that anyone yeah. should have. But, um, but I'm again, go see and none it. of this but, also, none of this to take away from any of the actors that are in it. No. Um, you know, Josh Berlin is a credible actor. Timothy Chalamet is an incredible actor um, from the things I've seen him in. You know, all of these people are incredible actors, but you know, this trope is there. And everyone, every perspective viewer of this film should understand that, in my opinion, be aware of it. Should and at least come out of the movie it, yeah. understanding, understanding. Be,
1: that. be aware of it and figure out how we can do better.
0: Bingo. Yep. On to uh, hoping that people will do and be better. Um, <laughs> we will. We will move into a pseudo review of Ted Lasso. We're just going to kind of catch up everybody with Ted Lasso. I only have a couple things to say about Ted Lasso and that is fuck Nate. Um, yeah, I'm done with Nate. Get him out of here.
1: Yeah. I'll be honest. Like I know a lot of people criticize Ted Lasso for being too, too light, too happy. Uh, the last few weeks, uh, that has not been the case. No, uh, absolutely. They they have taken on some very serious topics, uh, mental health topics. Uh, some some very tough issues and and in typical ted fashion they walk out uh smelling like roses they deal with it all beautifully i would like for them to start building me back up a little bit they've kind of torn me down Uh,
0: yeah
1: you know i i hate seeing ted sad um but yeah i'm with ian i i used to think jamie was an irredeemable character but they've kind of fix that for me. Yes, they did. uh, I I don't know that you can redeem Nate at this point for me. Uh, He is. And I know it's intentional. He's the worst. I freaking hate him. I don't want to see him on the screen anymore. He drives me nuts. Bingo. Um, Even just seeing him pisses me off. Bingo. He's a two-faced little twat. Um, I love uh, everything coming
0: out of your mouth right now.
1: So, yeah. Ted, build me back up. Fire Nate. Uh, But also go watch Ted Lasso
0: because it's, even though it's been sad, it's been incredible.
1: Yeah, no, I think that's my. I hope that was. I wasn't communicating it. It's still great. Um, it's just they're taking on a little more, uh, a little more mature topics, and they're doing it in the in typical TED way. Um, and I think it's important. Uh, I think each of the issues has merit, and they're dealing with it and 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 making it TED Lasso. And I, I love the writing so far this season. Everything they're doing has been great. Uh, you know, I don't think I'd give anything below probably an eight. On any mm-hmm. of the episodes, a couple of them, you know, were tens for me. Yeah, uh, the Rainbow episode is the best. I think might be my favorite episode of television uh, yeah. of all time. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a great show. It's just they're going through a rough patch right now. Uh, Jason Sadeka said it was going to be like uh, Empire Strikes Empire Back, Strikes and I think back, we're right yeah. in the middle of that right now. So I'm ready yeah. for them to start building me back up. A little you know, bit.
0: The, the Rebel Alliance did win in the end. So exactly, I'm, I'm, Ted Lasso is coming back. Um, yes, let's move on to something. That we have, I feel like I've been talking about this movie for like nine years now because it just hasn't come out. And apparently, we're going to be talking about it for a long time um, because that's how long we're going to be sitting in the theater watching it. Yeah, Um, no time to die. The runtime was released for this. It is two hours and forty five minutes long, which begs the question of that there is a lot of time to die for James Bond here. Uh, That's a long movie. I love long movies. Do not that's, get me wrong. That's rough, but I don't feel that a James Bond movie no. should be two hours and forty-five minutes for, long
1: for a dumb spy movie. That that seems a bit much. But right, right so there's plenty of time for him to die. So to it.
0: be to be very honest with you at this point, um, and this is coming from somebody I, I genuinely do love James Bond movies. Um, I'm I'm in this movie for Anna de Armas.
1: Yeah. At this point,
0: um, not only is she an absolutely incredible actress. But she, I am in love with her um, because she is absolutely gorgeous. And in this movie, it looks like she gets to do some stunts and kick some ass. And I am all here for that. Um, I do not care what Daniel Craig does in his final <laughs> outing because he is on his way out anyway. Um, you know, I'm going to go see this movie. I'm going to sit there for two hours and 45 minutes, probably angry because I have to take a piss for the last 40 minutes of it. Yep. Um, but if it means I get to see Anna de Armas shine on screen, that's all that matters to me. I'm, I'm with you. I'm in it
1: for, for, for our boo. Ian and I yep. have a mutual love of on Dearmas So we certainly do. So we decided we were going to change things up a little bit and add a new segment, um, to, to close out the show. We were still going to have comic corner, but we figured we'd also throw in a, what else are we watching? Kind of, uh, uh, a nod to to all the television that we watch because we're you know sad sad people and all we do is watch TV and bingo read comics. Yeah. Um So I'm going to kick us off. Uh, I told you guys that when the trailer for Visions came out, I was going to dip my toes in some anime uh, to get myself ready for Visions because I'm very excited for Star Wars Visions. Super and
0: excited for Visions.
1: And in, in anticipation that, I just kind of wanted to get a feel of the anime industry because I hadn't really watched a ton, uh, unless you count like Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh, which I don't think count Pokemon, maybe I don't, whatever. Uh, I'm not going to get into an anime debate because I'm new to it. And you know, I trust yeah, honestly guys couldn't judgment. tell
0: you either, because I mean, no. I, I think there are people who consider Avatar and Korra to be anime as well, which I mean, if that's mm. true, then I love anime.
1: Right. Yeah. I love both those shows. I know I don't like Korra. Korra sucks. Fuck. Fuck. It's <laughs> the worst. This shows terrible. Avatar's great. Um, but anywho, so I did take my first foray into, uh anime um and i decided what better place to start than my hero academia i started my hero academia like two weeks ago and i am officially caught up to where i am watching the episodes as they come up so that's 110 (laughs) episodes in about two weeks um i freaking love my hero academia um it is if you if anybody's into X Men and, and Ian and I've had this conversation because Ian said he's tried to watch it wasn't a big fan um,
0: to me which is I, crazy because I love X Men
1: right I, my Hero Academia is pretty much like a, a spinoff of X Men uh, everybody has like a an ability that they call quirks and uh, you get to see the manifestation of that and there's it, if anybody wants a foray into anime I can't recommend my Hero Academia enough um, it is pretty light to start. Um, but the most recent episode, which came out this weekend, is one of the darkest, most disturbing things I've ever watched in my life. Um, Beautiful, that's what I and like. So they're they're kind of getting into, yeah. The most recent few episodes they've ter- they've deemed them my villain academia, um, Ooh. which has been a lot of fun to watch. Um, so if anybody's looking for a foray or you know just looking for a new anime show, uh, I can't recommend My Hero enough. I loved it. Uh, like I said, it's got X Men elements. It's uh, you know, all about, uh, a, a kid who is born with nothing, uh, being gifted something because of his, uh, you know, his heart and his willingness, and then him learning to live with power that he's been passed on to him and that, that, you know, he's trying to control for the betterment of, of society. And so it's, uh, it's a powerful story. It's, it's great. I love every second it's of tale it. It's a time. Um, and like I said, obviously I burned through 110 <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's 110 episodes that I burned through in like two and a half weeks. So, uh, you can tell where my feelings are on that. Um, in addition, I, since I got, I got up on My Hero Academia, I was like, well, let's try something else. Um, I, well, I've watched the first two episodes of Demon Slayer, um, which again is a, uh, uh, an anime series that has one season. I, so back up, My Hero's got five seasons. They're on their fifth season right now, I think. Um, uh, Demon Slayer has one full season. I'm two episodes in. I'm very intrigued. The animation's beautiful. Um, I'll obviously keep watching it and let you guys know what my final thoughts are. But uh, it has my attention. It's dark. It's uh, very. It's it's a little different. I haven't got to some of the the characters that I know a lot of people are familiar with with Demon Slayer uh, at this point. So I haven't you know can't full 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 thought on it. But uh, I'm really enjoying what I've seen the first two episodes. And I will report back uh, as we mm-hmm. as we continue to go here.
0: Yeah. So so overall, my yeah, anime I,
1: experience has been good. <laughs>
0: I gotta say, you know, when you know, just talking about, you know, I'm, I'm a teacher, so I, I spend my time talking to children. Uh, kids love anime right now. It's what it's what they're into. It's what all my kids are watching. You know, I've got plenty of kids who absolutely love My Hero Academia. I I I will preface this. I have nothing against anime. There are plenty of animes that I've watched that I have enjoyed. I do not understand why I cannot get into my hair academia. Um, but for first some reason, slow. I, and it, I, like, maybe I just need rough. to power through. Maybe that's yeah. what I need to do. There's a lot but of crying. I, I just can't get through. I can't get into that one for some reason. I do love Cowboy Bebop. You know, it's one of those shows that I wish would have continued. You know, it, it kind of spurred this modern, uh, maybe renaissance of, of anime series. Um, and you know, there are plenty of other anime films that I've loved ghost in the shell being one of my favorites. Um, but you know, there's plenty of them out there that I do like. Um, and I, I like Tanner. I would like to possibly dip my toe into some more as well. This is an area of the nerd them that I am not well versed in. And that irritates me because I am, at least decently versed in a lot of, in most of the other (laughs) areas. So uh, I'd like to be well-versed in this as well. Uh, But one of the things that I watched recently, because I finally got around to it, um, is the new Witcher animated film on Netflix um, that follows Vesemir. So for anybody who doesn't know, Vesemir is the Witcher that we will see in Witcher season two, who trained uh, Geralt of Rivia, um, Henry Cavill's character. For those of you who haven't, who don't know too much about it. Um, I really liked it. Um, it wasn't, you know, it's not the greatest thing I've ever seen. and um, it's not the best story I've ever seen, but you know, it, it gave us that it gave me, you know, somebody who is a huge Witcher fan. I have a Witcher tattoo on my arm. I love, I love the Witcher. Um, it gave, you know, it, it, it gave me that little fix I needed in between, uh, my, re- my most recent playthrough of, of Witcher three and, uh, this next season of the live action Witcher that we're getting, uh, relatively soon. Um, the action was cool. The monsters were cool. It was bloody. It was gory. Um, the magic was all really cool. Um, you know, what else could you want from the Witcher? I, I, I liked it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I watched this a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I enjoyed it. It it was a little, I did. I'll say I didn't enjoy it as much as I did like my hero. Right. or yeah. Demon Slayer so far, yeah. but, uh, it was a solid intro. I think it's, it'll be good to play. um, you know with the Witcher and so um you know I'm excited it was good I'm now yeah. more excited for Witcher 2 and I'll probably watch them all as we in get terms back of, here, In terms
0: of so. in terms of uh Netflix animated stuff yeah. um it's very good but if anyone is looking for something on Netflix that is animated the Netflix original I'm um, I'm not sure if you consider this anime or not um I don't I don't know um it uh Castlevania is what it's called um it's on Netflix uh it is uh based on the video game castlevania right you it, which is a side scroller you, you know we, you heard of the term metroidvania um that is a particular style of game that both metroid and castlevania uh created right it's the basis for this uh for that style of game um
1: that's all my that's next on my list i think
0: yeah it, and are, it's that or attack on titan yeah I, again, Tech on, Tech on Titan is another one I try. I've tried. I, I just can't. I think the Titans just freaked me out too much. That's fair. Um, but the show is really good. You know, it follows you know a traditional Castlevania like story with um, Dracula and those types of characters, vampires, monsters, all of that. Um, but you know, this isn't the only thing that we we haven't just been watching anime stuff. I have been dipping my toe into a couple of. Uh, Hulu originals, um, one of which is very surprising to me. Uh, I started watching the show Only Murders in the Building, uh, which is Steve Martin, uh, Selena Gomez, um, and uh, a slew of other NBC slash Saturday Night Live, uh, regulars. Um, and it is basically a, real the real version of a murder podcast, right? murder podcasts are st- stupid popular right now. Everyone is listening to murder podcasts. So it basically follows these three guys, uh, Martin short, Steve Martin and Selena Gomez, these three people who are die hard fans of a particular murder podcast, which is coincidentally run by Tina Fey, uh, hilarious to see her again. Um, But at the same time, a murder occurs in their building. And so it becomes this show about these three people who, because they've listened to murder podcasts, they think they can solve this actual murder that occurred in their building. So they decide to investigate. And while they're investigating this murder, they are going to create their own murder podcast. Um, (laughs) Okay. Steve Martin and Martin short are absolutely hilarious in it as they always are. Um, And it was a huge surprise to me just simply because I hadn't seen her act much before, but Selena Gomez is very good in it as well. She is kind of the dry humor to their eccentric humor. And I think it plays extreme. They play extremely well off of each other, which is a huge surprise to me. Um, If you haven't checked this out, You should, it is very funny. I think there are four episodes available right now. Um, they dropped the first three, then they're doing week to week. Um, but yeah, check, check out only murders in the building. And then the other Hulu show that I have just started And I've only seen one episode so far is, uh, reservation dogs, which is Taika Waititi's new show on Hulu. Um, and it follows a group of native American teenagers um, it's basically just surviving life on a reservation. Um, you don't get to see this very often in popular media, um, a show that is predominantly Native American. You don't see this often. Um, but the show is really cool because it is made by all, um, Native people. Uh, the writers are all Native. Um, the directors of the show are all Native and the producers are Native, including Taika Waititi, who is um Maori which is native to new zealand so he's not native american but he is a native person right if you think about native in terms of uh worldwide um but yeah it 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 is hilarious it plays on a lot of the incorrect and you know for lack of a better racist view uh, uh assumptions people make about native americans it plays on that a lot and kind of uh brings light to that while also being very informative to people who don't understand native American culture um, and life on a reservation. So um, check that out. It's hilarious. It's very dark humor. Um, So if you're into that and if you're into Taika Waititi and his types of, in his type of humor, you should check that out as well.
1: Yeah, that was definitely one that I was interested in because Mm -hmm. obviously I'm interested in anything Taika does. Um, I just hadn't gotten around to, to checking that out yet, but it was yeah. something like when I saw the trailers, I was very intrigued. Um, yes. So yeah, maybe that'll be something I'll I'll check instead of watching my yeah. Like I said, I only
0: football team on Saturday. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I said, I only watched one episode, so you know maybe it does take a nosedive. Who knows? But uh, that that first episode, that premiere was pretty was pretty funny. So definitely check that out. We're going to try to do that more often because obviously we're not just sitting and watching Marvel movies and star Wars movies over and over and over again, which we do like, don't get me wrong, but we also watch other things. So we're going to start talking about some of the other crap that we're out here consuming. Uh, but the other things we consume and how we'll end our show as we generally do is with our comic corner. Um, I don't have too much to say about the comic corner uh, for the comic corner, um, this week. Um, Except that everyone should read the Defenders, the new Defenders. This is a traditional Defenders. This isn't our the Netflix version of the Defenders, right? This isn't our street level Defenders. Traditionally, the Defenders are much more mystical and cosmic than they are street heavy and brawlers, right? So in this uh, Defender series, you see Doctor Strange um, and, and a few, in a few like uh, Cloud, I do believe is in it, a uh, Silver Surfer. Um, and Red Harpy, which is very interesting because Red Harpy is uh, Betty Ross, um, who was Red She-Hulk for a while. And now she has been transformed into this other, you know, hawk ish figure, figure called Red Harpy. Um, it's a very interesting ragtag group of heroes um, that you would never expect to be in a, on a team together at all. But I will read absolutely anything uh, that has Silver Surfer in it, or if Silver Surfer is even near it, I will read it. Um, I love Silver Surfer, so check out this book; it is very good. Um, and then another thing: uh, horror horror comics um, continue to be super popular right now. Um, that includes uh, something is killing the children, and uh, any other any of the other books that James Tinian is writing, um, along with, uh, uh, Scotty Young's new book, uh, the me you love in the dark. Um, very, very good book. Check that out. If you're into horror comics, Halloween's coming up soon, starting to get some spooky movies. So you should also check out some spooky comics. Um, and then the final thing that I have before Tanner finishes us off here is that, uh, the, uh, the, the recent trend in comic book reselling and comic book collecting, and that is the fact that values for comic books right now are absolutely soaring. Um, I'm starting to notice there are books out that, you know, a year ago, maybe two years ago, I could have picked up for 10, 15, 20 bucks that are now being sold for 150, 200, $300. Um, I don't like that this is happening. It's keeping mainstream comic book people, comic book collectors, whatever you want to call it, comic fans um, out of collecting comics. It's keeping people from buying the quintessential books for characters that people love. Um, You know, one of those current examples, especially for me, you know, my, one of my biggest Holy grails of comics is the first appearance of moon Knight. Um, which is in werewolf by night thirty two uh if you looked back probably five or six years, you could probably find a copy of this book, which was it's extremely old, still expensive, but five or six years ago, I could have picked that book up for seven eight nine hundred dollars right now that book is going for two, three, and even up to five thousand dollars um I don't like, like I said, I don't like the way that this is, this is going. It's keeping people out of this lovely hobby that I have loved for so long. Um, But it is something to keep in mind if you are trying to get into comic book collecting, but maybe you are trying to get into it because you want to sell comics right now is a great time to do so. Um, But yeah, if you've got a
1: few laying around the, if you've got a few laying around
0: the house, you might want to check the, the pricing yes. app to see if, yes. <laughs> you to, if you have, if you have some uh, books you I, never thought would be worth anything, you might want to check again. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I, I mean, that's just right now. I don't, this, the secondary market that eBay's created, not only in like comic books, but video games and toys, collectibles generally. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I, at one point in my life, I own like somewhere in the neighborhood of, 3,500 Funkos. Yeah. Um, I've since reduced that to about 2,000. Uh, I saw, I, <laughs> I had I an extensive collection as uh, well that I uh, also sold. Yeah. So uh, I never, I'll, I'll, I'll be the, I never bought Funkos to sell. Uh, right. I bought them because I, I enjoyed collecting and I, and I liked them at some oh, point. D- I realized I have way too many of these and I just started uh yeah, the hunt became less fun because they were easy to get. Um, yeah, uh, and and I just realized that I was spending too much money on them, so I started hawking them off. Um, and and I, uh, you know, I made my money, but that's just because of the way uh, things are going right now. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing with the PS fives and, and all the new gaming consoles. It just it, it's an unfortunate circumstance because uh, none of these retailers have enough balls to like step up and mm-hmm. uh, do anything Stop about the bots. It. Yep. Um, so that's just the world we're living in. Again, if you're a comic, if you're a historical comic collector and you, you need a few bucks, you may want to check your collection. Cause there might be something out there for you. Um, yep. You know, I've, 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 I've got a couple that I sent over to my buddy Ian there uh, to, <laughs> to get graded for me. So uh, I, I am with you. Um, yeah. I'll close the show. Just give you a, a, a kind of an update of where I am uh, with, with Shang-Chi. Uh, the new series going on. I just actually got the the newest uh, newest book shipped to me from Midtown. So shout out to my friends at Midtown for catching me up. Um, I've really enjoyed the story so far. It's it's a basically a story that picks up after uh, Sean has taken over the criminal organization from his father, and his young sister um, is is kind of joining them. She has uh, been with uh, their father for a while. He's not uh, the Mandarin in this book. Um, he's just a, a leader of a criminal underground uh, empire. Yeah, they he's can't. Not... They can't do what his real father was. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, yeah. Um, so basically, it picks up. He's decided he's going to take on the mantle uh, of the leader of the organization, and uh, you know, be with a sister who is like a basically a borderline serial killer. Like she's like a. She's like Hit Girl, basically. Um, if you're if you're familiar with Kickass, um, uh, that's that's kind of the role she plays.
0: Um, mm-hmm.
1: It's it's pretty good. It's it's kind of picked up. Uh, we've got a few interactions with uh, Peter Parker uh, Ooh, okay. and Spider Man, so that's been pretty good. Uh, the book overall, you know, it, um, it I I've enjoyed it. It's not like obviously the best run that I've ever read. I think the Eternals run that's going on right now is is complicated as it is I've really enjoyed but uh you know if you want to you want to get kind of a spin on again it's not one-to-one to the movie but it does kind of give you a feel for that dynamic and I think possibly where we're heading with uh Shang's sister in the future with uh you know w- with what's going on there uh, not to spoil anything but um I think it, that would give you some insight into you know maybe some potential uh some potential motivations that maybe weren't as communicated in in, in the movie, uh, and kind of the things she's looking to do. So, uh, I think it's a good it's a good pick me up uh, kind of palate cleanser. It's not very heavy, but it's a uh, it's it's an it's it's an interesting it's an interesting read. So, if you're looking so, for uh, something to something to run in parallel with with the Shang Chi, because you're coming off that high, I can't you know definitely check it out.
0: Absolutely, I can't recommend reading comics in general anymore anyway so uh, read comics if you're not reading comics go read Dune read something Yeah. Uh, that concludes our show for the day um, oh, we ran a bit long but we had a lot to cover since you know life has gotten in the way and we haven't been able to record um, as we usually do um, so I hope you enjoyed this episode look out later this week for our Shang-Chi deep dive. We are going to get into the nitty gritty on this film. We are going to spoil the living hell out of it. And we are going to talk about some things to come uh, for the MCU uh, based off of that film. So uh, this was new and Nerdworthy. This is your weekend review. We'll see you later this week. This is Ian.
1: This is Tanner. If you guys have anything uh, you want to talk about or just catch up with us, feel free to hit up, hit us up in our, Social media is at N Nerdworthy on Instagram and Twitter. You know we're always we always love the feedback. So if you got anything or want to hear us talk about anything specific, let us know and we'll hit you back up. So exactly. thanks guys, and we'll we'll talk later this week.
0: All right, see you everybody.